Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Talk of the Titans, live from London, UK, all the way to the US of A and worldwide. I'm your host, Caleb L, and this is Talk with the Titans. Oh, man. Listen, we have got a crazy show for you tonight. You know who we've got in the building, right? Tom, come on, you know who we got in the building. We've got Uncle Ket, the God Killer, up in the building, the real black atheist, the team, um, you know, the Armand Ross squad founder, and that. Let's get it. Let's get it, man. Come on. Yeah, well, you almost made that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't have been wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. No, we no, no. We definitely me and I'm not gonna mention it right now. Me and you know what I'm saying? We definitely mm-hmm. put that together and a couple of younger guys, you know what I'm saying? We put that together. We put I ain't gonna say it. You funny. Yeah, and so so that just shows you right there that it's hard to kind of separate that. And that mm. that situation shouldn't have never even came to be. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We we just talked about that earlier that. You know, it's hard to to escape certain influences, no matter how hard you try. You know what I'm saying? So you're never going to be able to escape that. The best thing you can do is is forge your own way. You know what I'm saying? Forge your own path. But your roots going to always come back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like this conversation and dealing with Africa and out of Asia, we're going to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to all the brothers and sisters, right? that are teaching scientific literacy to the community because it's not a lot of us and it's not enough of us. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, real black atheism uh, inspires to make the whole African community, African-American community in North America, scientifically literate or at least not be afraid of it. You know, so we hear real black atheism and the Amaral squad, uh, which is two separate entities, which you ought to know that, um, uh, you know, so real black atheism is used the Amaral Squad scholarship. You know what I'm saying? We use those toolkits. All right. So, hey man, powerful to even be here, Kalam. Glad to be back. You've been running sure. hiding. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I see that. I see. You know what I'm saying? You know, I spoke to Ben did this show a couple of weeks ago. You know what I mean? But some kind of way, you know, it, things transpired and ain't go down. I see you bringing back scientifically uh, sound material on your show again, and I, you know, because you've been taking a lot of them. Muslim community, they've been on your tail, boy. Yeah, trust me. So you know, the only way to defeat that is with scientific scientific literacy. Because why? Scientific literacy. I need you to get I need you to get this in, you know, a well organized like let me hear that real quickly, man. It ain't gonna be a show without that. Black African power was good, was happening, a well-organized lie. Defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-hoo-wee, man. You already know what it is, man. God killer in the house. Yeah, and I'm back with my man from the UK, and we here doing our thing. My man, Brother Kalam, that I met personally, you know what I'm saying, in the streets of New York. Feel me when I say that. So you already know where my allegiance is at, Kalam. Like, like you you find out who a person is when you're in a situation and that person got your back, and then you know who they are forever. That's Mm. all I'm going to say. 
Mm, 100%. Salute. Double salute for that. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Listen, family, I know that you're here right now. I need you guys here to do me a great big fat favor. Yeah, Make sure you hit the like, 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 like button because this show is going to be off the chain. Just like we've been having a few shows now, right? We had yesterday's show, crazy. We had Netchenet passing through, crazy. Asaim Hotep, shut down, crazy. So please, I need you guys just to hit the like button. Let everybody know that we're live right now on Titans TV with Uncle Kept, the God Killer, the real black atheist representing the Amon Ra squad scholarship right now. And we're going to be discussing the out of Africa out of Asia. We're going to be discussing out of Asia. We're going to be touching on things that some of you guys, I know I never heard of this, okay? We're going to be touching on the Delhi man. We're going to be discussing South Africa. We're going to go into a lot of archaeology, paleontology, and a whole heap of information, all right? So go ahead, tell your friends, tell your family that we're live right now, and it's going to be powerful a lot of you guys have been waiting for this asking for this already ultra funky has just dropped a super chat um you know saying black african atheist powers yeah trust me black african power baby we're getting in right now so yeah family it's gonna be powerful i'm telling you this now so grab a paper grab a pen you know get your notes ready because it's just gonna be jam-packed filled with information already said it before this is the this is you know, this is how I was reared up in. I was I was grounded in this type of knowledge, scientific information. You know, I, I bucked up with my brothers and they helped to straighten out all of the, you know, the, the cranks that I was with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so after that, I'm now standing straight. I'm standing erect. I'm standing firm. I'm standing with some with, you know, some great uh, principles and foundations to work off. Right. Based upon the Amon Ra squad and Amon Ra squad matrix So family. Like, this is it right here. This is it. Like, you, you you know, you some of you guys look up to me and be like, yo, Cal, like, you're on point, G. Now, now listen, this is my teachers. These are my educators. These are my big brothers, yeah, that have schooled me and helped me to be firm in knowledge. So now it's time for you guys to get the source. So let's bring it in right now. Um, Uncle Keck, where are we starting off at? Where are we starting off at? Well, I just like to start off in New York when... Mm. Uh, you prove your propensity to read the meta nature um, from, you know, straight from the artifacts. I want to let everybody know that you can do that. All right. Let's just let's clear the air on that. But I remember earlier in your career. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on, Kalam. Right. But. We all have these pseudo beginners, Kalam, and mm-hmm. it has taken me a while to really get a grasp on that statement right there. Mm-hmm. That there are levels to this shit right here. Let's just, you know, and it's not being arrogant, it's just the truth. You know, like you got some people in high school and they just can't graduate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they 22 years old and still in high school. 18, 19, still in high school. Can't get out or can't get out of middle school. Some people just can't grasp this. As a matter of fact, the majority of people, white, black, or Chinese, do not have the propensity to, one, check this out, understand meta nature and read it, two, be scientifically literate. Like, these are hard subjects. You know every, this is not for everybody. It takes a level of conditioning to condition yourself to study. You have your dictionary, your scientific dictionary, all these things to really get this. And so I had to realize that. They're really we're walking with a big stick. We're actually walking with a thermonuclear gun. 
I mean, thermonuclear weapon. We got the rail guns hooked up to the intercontinental ships. You feel me? Like, there is no defeating science. Science can only be defeated with science. So what are we talking about when we say science? We're simply talking about the understanding of the natural forces on Earth. That's all science is. The world we live in, you know, want to understand that. That's what science is. So science, connecting back to understanding nature, because that's what it is, because uh, knowledge, to know, Greek word, to know, right? But what is it that scientists want to know? They want to know about the natural world. They want to know about the natural forces that dictate the natural world. Trying to understand that. And for the life of me, how in the hell do anybody think they're going to defeat nature? Hey, you're not going to defeat nature, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I stand and stick my chest out when I deal with science. You know what I'm saying? Because I know you're not going to get around nature. Science is the study of nature. You can go to the Rhine Mathematical Papyrus when the Nile Valley Africans are talking about the correct method of studying nature to know all things. So this idea of studying nature to know all things is a Nile Valley concept. It's the first, uh, it's the first inkling of people trying to produce a method, a methodology of how to study nature. Before that point, you know, everybody had their mythological explanations. You can go around the world and everybody have their uh, explanations on how things came into being. You can go amongst the Muslims. You can go amongst the Christians. Well, now the Christians don't have a creation story. They borrowed from the Jew Jewish creation story and act like the Jews ain't right. Ain't that funny? So the Christians don't really have a God. They have a demigod. Let me slow down for a minute. What's a demigod? A demigod is a, is a god, a deity that has a human parent and a, and a god parent. So Jesus Christ has a human mother and a heavenly father. Am I not right? Mm, all right. You're right. So they got a demigod. They ain't got a god. They worship a demigod. Let me keep going on, though. And so... This thing that we talk about science, right, and the study of nature is what the whole world uses to propel itself. It's what people in Africa use to span all the continents. Science, the spear. The spear was the interballistic uh, uh, thermonuclear weapon of that time. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we got people out here to say, well, if the, the Africans didn't do this, they, didn't, they wouldn't have. You know, they, we wouldn't have acted like that. We wouldn't have used thermonuclear weapon. That's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> we used the weapons that we had. And if we'd have had a thermonuclear weapon, somebody would have got nuked. Mm -hmm. you, I promise you that. <laughs> Trust me with that. All right? And so it's science that actually gave our ancestors technology. You know, like we say, science pushes technology and technology pushes science. This is what, what was used to help us, you know, expand the whole globe. You know what I'm saying? It's that science. And so when we say science can only be defeated by science, that's exactly what we mean. Plain and simple. There's so so pseudo-explanations, uh, false information is not going to defeat science. Uh, religions aren't going to defeat science. Like I was saying that you can go around the planet and everybody amongst the Zulu, you can go amongst the Native American populations, you can go amongst the Indonesians, you can go amongst the Australians, uh, you can go amongst the Khoisan people. They all have stories on how they particular tribe came in and be, and guess what? For the most part, they're all wrong. It's not until the advent of understanding nature 
you man give real explanations. So I guess you go to back to like 2003 when the human genome was mapped out. Maybe I should make sure that's the correct date. All right, don't quote me on that, but I'm thinking it's 2003. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, let's see, human genome. What's the date on that Cologne? I know you got that shit on deck somewhere. I don't know. Let me. I'll, I'll put it up. But I need you to drop us. Um, I need you to drop us the um, definition of um, of atheism. Like, where did atheism actually arise from, and where did it start? Because I know oh. that's a hot piece right there. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna do this real fast. I'm gonna see right into it. Um, get the book, The Battle of the Gods. The Battle of the Gods. Right. Get that work. Right. Get Civilization and Barbarism by Shikanti Diops. You know you got your screen locked on, I think. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's see page. Let's go to page 235, I believe, right? All right. Let me show you where atheism really starts to spawn. All right. And it's a basic... It, it starts to come out of atheism. Watch this. Atheism comes out of the human struggle to either fight against science, right? That's going against certain cultural practices or the advocation of science. You know what I'm saying? That's going against certain mythologies. Y'all got me. I'm going to say this real slow. Science actually comes out of the debate of the human struggle to understand its natural world and given even a mythological explanation of it or a natural explanation of it. And in between that, you'll find that argument of pushing and shoving over whether to believe or not to believe. Plain and simple, all right? And we can go back to the primitive form of how the actual mind, since we always talk about evolution, and I just like to say this, your brother did a good job yesterday on evolution, you know what I'm saying? Yo, stay sharp regardless. Of situations, right? All right. So, human mind develop mutations. Watch this. That actually allow you to believe. So, your believing mind. Read the book. Um, the believing mind. Who said? I think I got it somewhere around here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me kind of show y'all that. Man, I got it. And for everybody else out there um, who may have wanted to know about the human genome, it was mapped out um, February 2001. February oh. 2001. You made it up, Columbus. 2003. I ain't messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Right, so before the human genome was mapped out, yo, come on, man. So any book written before the human genome was mapped out, you know what I mean? Information might be decent, but it ain't going to be as on point as when we figured out in the connection between certain things. Yeah, anyway, the book is called The Believing Mind. It talks about how through, through biological evolution, human evolution, uh, uh, those who believed more survived longer. And a good example of that is, um, if we say we, it's called patternicity. So basically, if we're dealing with a um, uh, set of circumstances, and say we're walking down a path, and we run across a pile of leaves. All right, now this, now to go down this path is the shortest, is the shortest way to get to where we want to get to. Now to go around those pile of leaves, it would take us longer. Now you're faced with a choice. But as you look at the leaves, right, you think they might have moved or something like that. And so 
you go around it because you think, well, the moving under me leaves might represent some type of dangerous predator, maybe a snake or something like that. And so your mind recognizes that pattern and it walks around it, okay? But at the end of the day, if you were to pick up them leaves, you would soon realize that it really wasn't nothing in those daggone leaves. You get that? It wasn't nothing, and maybe the wind blew and shifted the leaves, but it wasn't nothing underneath. That's called a false negative. It wasn't there. Now, maybe you was a person that walked down that same path and seen the leaves move and say, well, I ain't nothing in them. And you walk past some leaves and the snake was really there and it bit you. You know what I'm saying? That's a false positive. That's your ass. You're dead now, right? And so the human mind, right, those who believe more last longer, you know what I'm saying, during archaic times. You get that. So through the evolutionary process, those with those traits that actually allowed you to believe more, you know what I'm saying, lasted longer. So actually, when we're talking about real black atheism and atheism, right, we're going against the grain. Your mind wants to believe so that it won't miss any patterns, specifically your archaic mind, those minds that were developed in the archaic periods. You feel me? Going back a few million years, right, when you get the homogeneous family, does this evolutionary trait actually help our genome actually survive longer? And so when we're talking about uh, uh, believing and not believing, right, the less you know, the more you believe. So once you got the skill set to recognize, well, I understand the difference between the wind and leaves rattling, then you would no longer have to believe. But it's still part of our distant path, past. And so we're actually fighting against our distant path. Like we no longer think that volcanoes are a god come to destroy us. We know now. But imagine if those early inhabitants didn't run when that volcano went off. You know what I'm saying? Like they would have been barbecue chicken. All right, so when we're trying to teach the truth, we're really fighting against genetics and evolution. So that's hard and superstition. So when you don't know something, right, you develop superstitions to explain it. Like, let me give you, you ever played baseball before, Kalan? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so what position did you play? Um, sugar. We, we, we call it over here um, rounders. So it's not actually baseball, it's more rounders. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> hell to the now. Y'all say rounders. <laughs> Is he running? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. I am talking to the UK, my father. I'm not laughing. That's just funny. <laughs> Baseball, national. <laughs> Yankees, that game. Right? The point I'm trying to make is you'll say around us because you go around oh man that's funny what i want to say is when people go to the field in baseball you have outfielders infielders right and people that are in the outfield and infield uh you don't see them doing a whole lot of uh things like this before they catch the ball people just get basically set and they catch the ball but when you look at people everybody when you watch them go up and hit they do a lot of different things right or wrong yo mm. But they'll do this constantly. They'll do these rituals. Every time before they get to the plate, they won't break tradition on that. Everybody got their own ritual that they do tap the plate before they hit. But why is this? Because in human behavior, based off of evolution, right? Watch this. Things you do not understand and things that you fail at the most, you become superstitious. 
So the less the less you have control over something, the more superstitious it be, superstitious it becomes you. So in hitting, if you bet two hundred or three hundred, which means you failed, you know what I'm saying? Seventy uh, percent uh, 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 of the time, right? You always have a ritual before you get them hit. Now in catching the ball, right? You know people, you know you succeed ninety five percent of the time. So there's no need for that. I'm gonna say this again in hitting. Right? For you to hit 300, that means you have failed 70% of the time. So, based off of that failing, you become superstitious. You know what I'm saying? So, when you find a lot of human failure, you'll also find a lot of superstition. Very simple to understand that. Okay? So, since early humans didn't understand their natural environment, they was very, very superstitious. And they couldn't control it. See, you can't control nature, which takes me back to my point. For the life of me, right, this is one thing man can control. That's goddamn nature. There is, man has no control over nature, no matter what y'all pseudo say about the heart program, which you don't even really understand, right? You make pseudo information on a heart whatever program because you pseudo and conspiracy doubt, right? Uh, but man cannot control nature, nor do man know the origin of nature. Feel me? So, so it, it 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 puts a dark cloud. We don't. We barely understand nature, right? We barely understand the the, the grandness of it, right? And we sure as hell don't know where where things came from. You know what I'm saying? So in that, we always in that and throw in superstitions. Simple as that. So this is what we're fighting against. So now we come to uh, Civilization Barbarism, page 35. All right, I want to get back to that real fast. Hold on, so no, 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 no. Uh, You have to stop real quickly. Uh, stop real quick. Listen, family, are you listening to this information, though? On the real? And we've only got, what, 39 likes? Nah, man, you lot are taking the mic now. Like, I'm geed up right now. I don't know if you're feeling like me. Yeah, if you are, smash the like button like crazy right now. This is going to be some extraordinary information that I know a lot of us haven't heard before. We ain't received this type of information before. So please hit up the like button, all right, and let's get this popping. If you want my attention, right, there's two ways of getting my attention. But for now, for the next 45 minutes or so, there is only one way you can get my attention, and that is via the, um, the Super Chat button. Okay, the super chat button. The second way you can get my attention, which is going to be for the later half of the show, is going to be via you tagging Titans TV. These two ways alerts me to the fact that you're speaking to me and you want me to get something across. All right. But for now, the only way you can get in contact with me is going to be super chats. But the next 45 minutes, you can also tag Titans TV and I will respond to you guys ASAP. All right, family, let's continue. Okay, so I want to go back to we were talking about the struggle between believing and knowing. And out of that environment, you know, you get atheism. So watch this. So on page 335, in Civilization of Barbarism, an authentic anthropology by Sheikh um, Antra Diops. He says, science was in the hands of and developed by a body in service to the state with which it was born. It says the clergy, the source of science in Egypt, and the state that its services can therefore not enter into conflict for the sake of 
science or anti-intellectualism and sectarianism as in continental Greece, okay? It says in Athens, where Agnagoras, Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle were all sentenced to death or almost were because they taught scientific ideas received from Egypt and, and well ahead of the local institutions. So the local institutions, science the, of the Egyptian flavor was well ahead of the Athenians' institutions. So see, we start to see the problem. And why is this? They say, while the Egyptian religion engendered science, Athenian religious tradition protected itself against science and of Egyptian origin. And this very special situation explains the difference in the compared evolution of Egypt and Greek societies. What am I saying here, Kalam? What I'm saying is, is that go ahead and bring that nigga shit in Greece if you want to. We're gonna murder you and kill you for that bit of information because this particular information goes against the state-sponsored religion. So whenever you go against the state-sponsored religion, you create an environment of having people wanting to attack you like they attack me on a regular basis. Just like the conscious community attacked me. They attacked me because I was going against the state-sponsored religion, which was pseudo-isms. The conscious community, you know what I'm saying, was pseudo as hell. Trust me when I tell you that. I know. And we're going to get into the elders that actually promoted the pseudo-isms pseudo -isms that you hear today. So when I'm a real black atheist, I'm simply saying that I am going against the status quo. I am going against the state-sponsored religion. You got to fill me with that, Kalam. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the environment that produced what the Greeks called atheists. Now, there is no word in Africa for atheists, okay? So they didn't use that word, and I've never said that. So real black atheism is an African-American expression you know what I'm saying? Of how to go against the state-sponsored religion and how to clear your mind. Now, the conscious community, you know what I'm saying, which I'm a proud member of, you know what I'm saying, I just fall on the other side. That's why you hear people talking shit about myself. Oh, that nigga don't believe in God. But wait a minute, I don't believe in God, but I thought you didn't believe in God. So let's look at this for one quick moment. Those who do not believe in an Abrahamic faith are considered an atheist. Can't get around that. There's no getting around that. I'm gonna say it again. Those who do not follow the Abrahamic faith are considered the atheists. Bad enough, right? If you go back in Roman times, if you didn't follow the Roman religion, they called the Christians atheists. Then you'll find Muslims calling Christians atheists and atheists calling Muslims atheists. Not to mention, right? If you look at the Nile Valley Africans, they said they were pantheists. But we know they lived in an environment before that word, right? A pantheist is really a soft atheist. So a pantheist says that there's nothing that happens outside of nature. A real black atheist, an atheist says there is nothing that happens outside of nature. You get that? So mm -hmm. to the pantheist, everything is God. To the real black atheists and atheists, you know what I'm saying, 
everything is interconnected. And how do we know by studying biological evolution teaches you that everything is biologically connected? You get that? Maybe I should I slow it down and run it back again? Now, Valley Africans, they call them pantheists. All right. <laughs> a pantheist clearly states that there is nothing outside of nature. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing outside of the gods. Nothing is created outside. There's nothing outside of that. that. Everything is God. Nothing outside of that. Everything is God. Yeah, so, 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 a shoe and tefna and all that, wind, rain, water, and all that, that's all the gods, right? That's all natural phenomena. That's everything, right? And atheism, the real black atheist says that there's nothing outside of nature. Meaning nothing created in nature. It is what it is, right? Fundamental African idea is, right? I'm not saying all African nations, that's what we make the mistake at, but fundamentally, you know, the Africans say that God would be existence itself. The monotheism says that there's a God that created existence. There's a God that created everything. This is the split. So the now Valley Africans would be on the atheistic side of things, the real black atheist side, right? You know what I'm saying? And the monotheism would be on that other side. So I hope y'all got a true understanding of what I'm talking about because science says that everything is everything. The majority of Africans make the claim that everything is everything because everything is within existence. It's the same damn thing. So come on, man. Y'all got to lighten up on me a little bit. Take your time. And it's time for y'all to graduate. Graduate to the point where you can create your own ideas and your own concepts and generate a culture that will help fit you fight the war against racism and white supremacy in the UK. If you run around with a stone age religion, it's going to be kind of hard there. Because we're living in a space age. And so we'll take the best and greatest traditions from Africa, right? We'll dismiss the things that are wrong, right? And we'll deal with the things that actually work. We'll bring that forward. We'll deal with all the experiences of those in the UK, you know what I'm saying, and abroad, and all the experiences of those in America. We'll take all the best experiences. We'll deify people like Malcolm X, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 Mega Evans, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you got some heroes in the UK. We'll use all those things. So like Martin Luther King, will be the voice of reason in certain situations, and Malcolm X will be the voice of reason in certain situations. You know what I'm saying? We'll take the best things that helped us fight against this supremacy, and we'll put it into a cultural identity where the young generation, you know what I'm saying, can follow it. So what I'm basically saying is, right, we'll first start off with scientific literacy. Mm. We'll use mythology. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, you know it's a myth that Michael Jordan can fly. But it's a way to explain how dominant he was and how high he could jump and how high it seemingly seemed that he could hang in the air. You, you feel me? Mm -hmm. So it's the, all, that, all that is important. But we need to start developing new systems that are fit for the space age. That has no disrespect to deal with continental African religions. Well, continental African religions weren't formed out of the ecology in North America. They was formed out of the ecology in, North, in, in, in Africa. It was formed to deal with nature. It was formed to deal with the peoples. It was formed to deal with an African environment. Mm -hmm. It wasn't formed to fight against racism, white supremacy. And it's obvious because they came in with the intercontinental ships and wiped out as out. Feeling me? And so, you know, that's the answer to the real black atheism. We're going against the state-sponsored religion 
that actually they were really murder cults. You know what I'm saying? And so on one hand, they're deifying their ancestors. Like Jesus Christ is really a deified ancestor. Or Yahshua ben Bendero, whatever you want to call him. Abraham, Moses, Isaac, Jacob. They're the deified ancestors, King David. So they actually got you honoring and worshiping their ancestors, Muhammad. And they say, they'll say, praise be upon him. You know how they say it? Praise be behind you know, you know how they do it, right? These are really Allah. Allah becomes the great ancestor. You feel me? And so they actually got you following other people's cultural view because that's exactly what religion is. Religion is the deification of one's culture, cultural expression of how people in certain geographical areas relate to their world. What science does, science looks at all these pieces and does not allow one particular culture to dominate where things come from. It allows the evidence. It allows everybody to weigh in. Because if it was left to the Jews, we all came from Adam and Eve. If it was left to them. If it was left to the Muslim, it was a law. If it was left to the Zulus, kulu kulu. You, you know what I'm saying? So, man. I hope y'all can digest some of the things I was just talking about. All y'all got to do is rewind the video and take your time. And get a real understanding of what Brother Unk is talking about. Y'all just got to fit with that. Take your time, pump your brakes, and let's just graduate. So I say all this to say, explain what atheism was and real black atheism, right? And I'm explaining how those who have graduated, you got to start recognizing that it's a different level of thought. It's a different level of study. It's what the real world uses to push forward. So you have to be scientifically literate and you have to be economically literate. These three components right here are essential for survivability in the space age. There you go, Plum. All right. Listen, family, let me quickly come over to you guys for a hot second as we've got this quick intermission. So right over here, uh, we've got a few people just saluting. Again, we've already said ultra funky. You know, we told you before, the way to get in contact with us is by dropping us the super chats. And right about now, you lot have been dropping the super chats. And he says, black, African, atheist, power. Then we've got Jay Boogie, who's up in the building as well, um, saying big up Kalam and the real black atheist every time. Ooh, wait. Uh, Marshall, yes, you don't know the show is going to be fire, is fire already. And we've got, of course, the first lady up in the building with us, as well as Sci-Fi Living. What's good, Sci-Fi? Oh, man. Um, there's a few people saying that they want to debate. Shouts out to Tommy Robinson live stream channel. Yeah, yeah, we got you. Don't worry about you. Um, you Shaheen, I, I see you. You want to debate. I see you. I see you. Scattered minds. Everything is everything. I know you must be real chuffed as well. Let's see. Who else we got up in the building with us? Mo Abbey. I see you. I see you. Um, and of course, we've got another super chat that's coming from Unbiased Sports that says, Peace to Kalam and Brother Unk. I'm just listening in. No questions because I comprehend English well. Oh, man. They loving you, man. They loving you. I. And of course, we've got, no, wait a minute, how did I miss that out, man? We had a, a, a brilliant com, uh, comment from Scientific uh, Method, that's Brother Ansar as well. So all of the atheists, they're happy right about now. Um, and I don't know if you know about the good brother, Sarah Garvey, that's over here in the UK, that's been tearing things up. 
um, over shout here at the Speaker's Corner and elsewhere as well. So yeah, shout out, bro. Shout out to all the support, man. That's real right there. Yeah, they, they, they go. That's the message we missed out. Big up, Unc, the real black atheist. I always liked this guy from way back. Ask him what uh, panentheists. Uh, what ask him what are panentheists? Um, thank you. What are panentheists? Panentheists, I think. Panan there's you know, there's pantheists and there's panentheists. No, 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 yeah, no. Have no idea. Maybe you can educate me. So I'm mm. the first to say, but I'm not sure about that term. Panentheist. Yeah. Oh man, nope. I don't know what it is. Does, it, does anybody in the chat room know what it is? Anybody help us out on that? Yeah, panentheist is a bit like uh, a pantheist, but they mm -hmm. also but you also have the view that even everything is within inside something else as well, which is outside of this universe. Oh, okay. All right. All um, right. Learn something new every day. Miss London Europa says, thank you for this. Please thank Uncle Keck food for the soul. Don't worry. You've already thanked him. He can see the message and we're reading it out. All right, let's get back into it. Have Uncle explain how Geb thinks. All right. All right, let's go back into this real quickly and, uh, you know, get things moving. How right. Geb thinks? How Geb, Geb thinks? Yeah. yeah that's First of all, Geb don't think. Geb is an idea created by Nile Valley Africans. Geb is the earth. So how would I know how to, I don't know how the earth think. What, I, what we do know is we understand how the earth functions. You know, scientific literacy actually teaches you how earth functions. And we know fun, earth functions as a complete system. But this system is not outside of the cos cosmic system. So that, you know, so, so basically the earth is just dust, compressed dust based off of colliding together, sticking together, gravity. Uh, over time, molten lava forms the earth. So we really on dust. You feel me? These mm -hmm. dust particles come out of the explosion of stars, right? So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't know how Gab thinks. You would have to ask the African that actually came up with that concept of yeah. how Gab thinks. We I do, think from said, and I we know that fact, though. <laughs> I think you say, I think he's saying that um, that was a quick, that was a typo. That was a typo. He didn't mean to write that. That's what he's saying. Some things came out of that statement, though. Some things came out of that. You know, maybe people didn't know that dust, you know what I'm saying, actually formed Earth. These mm. dust particles, right? Maybe people didn't know that. Mm. Wow. Okay. Um, family, so now uh, let's go into this out of Asia. Okay, this so, just sounds real controversial. Well, we got to get on top of these things before the pseudo take it, because the pseudo always works within the gray area. And so science never claims to know everything. So these pseudos work within that gray area. They'll misread articles. And then the high-powered the, the high, the high pseudos, right, like, like Ali Baba Muhammad, right, I would call him a, 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 a next-level pseudo, right? He'll take scientific journals and misrepresent them on a regular basis. And you'll go back and read the thing and say, it don't say that. So it's like his reading comprehension is off. So really read journals, you got to have a high level of reading comprehension. These pseudos will take bits and pieces from blogs, you know what I'm saying, take journals and misinform you on that. This will be Ali Baba Muhammad. He does this on regular occurrences. Like he don't agree with evolution yet, right? Watch this. He does not agree with evolution, but, you know what I'm saying, he agrees with homo sapiens. He called him homo, he only called him, he called him homo hetero sapiens. <laughs> How? 
Uh, <laughs> how? You know what I'm saying? Like, how? If you use the term homo, you know what I'm saying? You're talking about a particular genius. Like, that's our genius, homogeneous. That's the genius we in. That means mm. that you are agreeing with the development of humans. Like, what are you talking about? Use the word sapient, knowledgeable man. That's the homo sapien knowledgeable man, which is inducive of men and women. You can't use that term. I, I mean, like, you watch this. You can't even use Yakub, the big head scientist, because that, that will be talking about genes, if you really thought about it. Think about that. That's talking about artificial selection, where they mix genes back. The story of Yakub, you familiar with that? Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's talking about how they mix back and forth, you know what I'm saying, are genes, right? The deformed to get they 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 took the genes and, and bred out the dog gene. But that's that's artificial selection. So if human beings can do artificial selection, like like the, the like the mustard plant, out of the mustard plant through artificial selection, you get kale, you get broccoli. You know what I'm saying? You get these different plants based off of human beings, just like corn, bananas, you know what I'm saying? You get these based off of the genes, dealing with genes, humans selecting certain traits or certain alleles, right? They will form the next generation of plants the way they want them to go. But if you say that, then you're talking about evolution. You know what I'm saying? Like my man always say, he say on the demi level, I ain't going to say who. He hit you with the demi level. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Having around here, man. Uh, so, I mean, you know, yo, like, come on, man. Where was we at? We're we was like, going going on. Jumped off the surface for a minute. I'm right back at him. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just trying to show y'all that. The pseudoscientists won't win. And I would like to speak on that for a moment here before we get to the outer Asia, right? Because they're going to take advantage of that. They're going to use it and misuse it and do all that. That's why I want to be on top of it, right? Mm. But the pseudoisms was actually promoted by the elders, this generation of elders, the last generation of elders that claim, and watch this, that claim to have set a defeat of Dr. Ben, A.E. Infodice. Let me just say it, because I don't hide names, right? He's one of the elders that claimed to have set a defeat. But this whole treatise right here, this book, Africa, the mother of Western civilization, how can Africa be the mother of Western civilization? Hmm. Majority of this book, the whole book is laden with evolution, bro. This is where I learned about evolution from. Dr. Ben's book. Uh, I suggest those who got this book go to the back of the book. Let's go to the back of the book. Go to the table of contents. No, I mean, my fault. Go to the index section. Go to the name index. Watch this. Watch this, Kalan. You, you, got, you got this work? No, I haven't, you know. I haven't. Damn shame. Allow me. <laughs> so watch this. He has Albert Churchwood's name in here. Now, we know Albert Churchwood was a science, Victorian scientist. He was a scientist. And between him and then you got Charles Darwin name in here. Uh, Dr. Ben calls him Sir Charles Darwin. He gives us his Victorian title. So I learned about Charles Darwin and Albert Churchwood right here. Right? Here's another work by Albert Churchwood. Mm -hmm. Right? here. 
Origin and Evolution of the Human Race, published in 1910. All right. 1910. Our church was. His brother, I forget his brother name. His brother was teaching pseudoism, talking about the land of Mu and all that. So look up Albert Churchwood's brother. All right? He talked about the land of Mu and all that. His brother was pseudo, but Albert was on his job. So you got Albert Churchwood and Charles Darwin. These are the first uh, people on earth, right, from that standpoint that recognize Africa as the mother of humanity. Well, they put evidence behind it. Or they predicted the evidence that would be that would come later on. So we know for sure if you understand science, science is predictive. It predicts things that will occur based off of the available information. Science is predictive. So they predicted that. Let me let me read the prediction. So learn about evolution right here, right? Charles Darwin. And then I'm gonna read the prediction for you. And we'll see that if that prediction came true by Charles Darwin. So let me come to page 4040. I think it was, um, is it James Churchwood? Yes. His younger brother, James what Churchwood. Did he with the land of Mo or, or what? Yeah, got, I got here. I got something to do with Atlantis popping up. Atlantis. Yeah. Let me go through and see. Um, yeah, it was Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, move. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, let me share my screen, actually. Right, let me share my ahead. screen. So I know a few people are going to get spooked out as well from a certain stuff. So it says that James Churchwood was a British occult writer, inventor, engineer, and fisherman. Churchwood was, uh, is most notable for proposing the existence of a lost continent called Mu in the Pacific Ocean. His writings on Mu are considered pseudo pseudoscience. Um, yeah, and it continues to tell a bit more information about him as well. Uh, and the good brother was a mason. Mm -hmm. so yeah. uh <laughs> so that's, that's him so and it's so him that writ, writ the children of moo so he's the <laughs> author of um children of moo lost continents of moo sacred symbols of moo god damn cosmic forces of moo second book of cosmic forces of moo god I, I if it's a lost continent i i i you know the symbols the sacred symbols of moo well anyway. see there you go so watch this we know the conscious community teach that you know that right mm. A.E. Ali Baba Muhammad. He talked about the land of Mu. Google Ali Muhammad land of Mu. So uh, uh, one of the former Amra squad members, Ishmael Bay, actually contacted the Churchwood family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Ali Baba Muhammad was using that. See, we forget how much we didn't beat up the pseudo leaders. Mm. See, we beat up pseudo leaders. Now we beating up pseudo elders. We beating them up. And it's not to be disrespectful, right? It's so that the next generation can move forward. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, man, contacted the Churchwood family. The Churchwood family made a statement, and there's a video. I got to find that video. And it clearly says the guy made the video. Uh, he's the great, he's the great, uh, uh, great, the great, great grandson of the Churchwoods. He said, under no circumstances, right? Don't quote me. But it goes basically under no circumstance that my great great grandfather come up with these ideas to disrespect black people or to usurp the African origin, you know what I'm saying, of humanity. Y'all got me? Mm. See, that's how serious, you know what I'm saying, we get down around here, man. You feel me? So, really, the last stage was really dealing with the elders that actually promoted these pseudoisms 
And so people are going back and you see, you named a few books. So people are actually getting these occult, they, they're trying to teach the occult. All this is pseudoisms. Uh, you know, like Madame Mavowski. Okay, we know Madame Mavowski, uh, she was a cultist. She actually was, so whenever you hear people talking about astral projecting, that, that, that's Madame Mazowski teachings, mm. right? That was her. She, she learned this from India. She goes to India. She's a Russian. She comes back from India. She brings this occultism to the United States. She was a racist white supremacist. You can just Google her. Go to, go to Wikipedia and look that up. And yes, Wikipedia is an encyclopedia, all right? On the same grounds with uh, Botanica. Look at that fight between uh, Botanica and um, uh, Dan, Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Right. All right, so let me see. Let me show y'all this real fast. I don't forget the shit I'm talking about. So I come right here on page 40. It says man's uh, man's intermediary link to an ape-like ancestor. At this junction, at this juncture, it must be noted that Sir Charles Darwin had used the term ape-like ancestors and not an ape, as so many of his religious detractors have stated since his proclamation. So we really got religious people, whether it be Muslim, Christian, or Jews, or conscious community, because that's a religion, right? Mad at that statement. Oh, man, we'll come for monkeys. Come on. That's not what I teach. That's not mm -hmm. what Charles Darwin taught. That's not what Dr. Ben taught. As Dr. Ben is telling you what the religious detractors were talking about. It says the confusion as well as the persecution of all paleontologists and their associates by members of the clergy. See, members of the clergy was doing that. Of all three faiths labeled Western religion, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam continues to this very day. It should add, when I write my next, next book, I'm gonna add conscious community. <laughs> However, the collection of human fossils associated beyond imagination. Like, hold on, human, hold on. The collection of human fossils accumulated beyond imagination. A few are chronologically listed as follows according to their date and discovery. Partial chronology list of fossil finds. And he got it right here, man. On page 40, 41, all these are he giving the dates and times of fossils. So, man, I didn't even learn it from Charles Darwin. I learned about Charles Darwin from Dr. Ben, bro. Mm -hmm. See, from Dr. Ben and, and John Jackson, Man, God, and Civilization. So let's stop for one minute, and I'm going to read that, 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 that predictive statement by Charles Darwin. I ain't forget that. I still got it, son. I don't forget that. Still mm. got it. Right? Go back to your point. Learn that early. Don't forget your damn point. <laughs> you can go as far as you want out there explaining, but you got to come back to the point. The point was the predictive statement that scientists like Charles Darwin and Albert Churchwood made. And by the way, Charles, uh, um, ah, damn, damn, damn. John Henry Clark, he wrote the forward in Premortal Signs and Symbols, right? He brought these books back because he wanted us to read them. Now we understand why he chose a white boy to write the forward for. He republished these works by Albert Churchward and the boys. He did that, the great John Henry Clark. Make this point real quick. 
the community that was centered in understanding Africa and understanding science, right, was dominated by the atheists. The first atheist, you know what I'm saying, of note in Harlem, you know what I'm saying, it predates the Harlem History Club, right? Uh, they call him Black Socrates. Look him up, look up, Black Socrates. Hubert Harris. I'm say it again. Hubert Harris. Black Socrates, look that up, Kalam. Mm. He's the first, he spoke Greek, he spoke Hebrew, and he was turning the boots off of religion. In Harlem, before anybody. So who learned from Hubert Harris? You got John Jackson, another noted real black atheist. So that's two real black atheists centered on teaching the science, technology, and our history. Then you got who's the teacher of that? Of, of who did John Henry Clark teach? I mean, my fault. Who did uh, John Jackson teach? Well, you got the likes of John Henry Clark and Dr. Ben. We know for certain that Dr. Ben was a real black atheist. They asked him, you can go right on YouTube. He, he did that video, Do You Believe? Why Do You Believe in God? But he ain't believe in God. And then John Henry Clark, you never see him praying to a God, right? Matter of fact, he wasn't in no particular religion. You know what I'm saying? He just dealt with Cosmile. He, he was another real black atheist. So the cornerstones of what we do that would later on become the conscious community, you know what I'm saying, is real black atheists. And can't nobody get around that, Cologne. Mm. Jeez. Yeah. Hubert Henry, Hubert Henry Harris, yeah? Read something, read something a little bit about him real quick. That I got that award at the Sarnetta. I got the first annual Sarnetta TV Awards. Shout out to my brother in Sarnetta. That's my main man, yo, all the way. Uh, loyal brother. Um, yes, uh, I got that award. Matter of fact, the squad got about seven awards that night. Uh, you know, shout out to Dr. Oyama Yat. Uh, she always here. Shout out to uh, Sister Naya, Voices of Fire. Shout out to Asahu Tep. You know what I'm saying? He was on your show. Shout out to Smash Rock Wells, my main man. Shout out to Son Jedi. Yeah, I mean, the Jedi Warrior. May the Force be with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out, you know what I'm saying, to Brother Nahisi. You know what I'm saying? Did I get everybody? I got Nahisi. I got Smash, I got Nahisi, Smash Rock Wells. And let me not forget the teacher supreme of the language, Brother Wu or Brother Wu Jia. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Master Clan Warriors, Brother Ben Sean and all of them. Shout out, you know what I'm saying? Fortune favorite, you know what I'm saying? And please, let me not forget, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the Dagger Squad, Brother Garfield, Sister Mo, Monique. Shout out to them, you know what I'm saying? The families. Hey, and shout out to MBK. Let us not forget MBK, New Black Knowledge. Shout out, and shout out to my man, MBK. Shout out, all right? And that made me forget what the hell I was talking about. I was talking about you supposed to be reading Hubert Harris. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get him. Hubert is Hubert Henry Harrison, uh, the Black Socrates, and uh, Jackson. Yeah, John G. Jackson actually wrote something about him in uh, February 1987. Yeah, I got but I'm finding problems actually getting some information up. So it should be a Wikipedia article right there of him. I think I've got it. I think I've got it now. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Hubert Henry Harrison. Actually, let me share my screen. Give me a second. Uh, I believe uh, MBK also did a video on it, man. They, you know, they really popularized Hubert Harris. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know, April 27th, uh, 1983, 
uh, and he passed in uh, December 17th, 1927, was the West Indian American writer, orator, educator, critique, and race and class conscious political activist and radical internationalist based in Harlem, New York. All right. He was described by, let me get it up, activist A. Philip Randolph as the father of Harlem radicalism and mm. by the historian Joel Augustus uh, Rogers as the foremost Afro-American intellect of his time. John G. Jackson of American Atheist described him as the black Socrates. All right, an immigrant from St. Croix at the age of 17, Harrison played a significant role in the largest radical class and race movements in the United States in 1912 to 14. He was the leading black organizer in the Socialist Party of America in 1917. He founded the Liberty League and The Voice, the first organization and the first newspaper of the race conscious new Negro movement from his Liberty uh, League and Voice came from came the core leadership of individuals and race conscious program of the Garvey movement. Wow. What? Hold on. Say that again, bro. Wow. From, From his Liberty League and voice came the core leadership of individuals and race conscious program of the Garvey movement. Damn atheists. Keep going. Finish that up. Hold on. We need to go and check this because we got the voice magazine. Uh, sorry, the voice newspaper in the UK. And I haven't heard of this great Titan before. So that's that's powerful. You're dropping me some great information here. All right, let me see. Harrison was a seminal and influential thinker who encouraged the development of, con of class consciousness among working people, positive race consciousness among black people, agnostic atheism, secular humanism, social progressivism, and free thought. He was also a self-described radical internationalist and contributed significantly to the Caribbean radical tradition, Harrison profoundly influenced a generation of new Negro militants, including A. Philip Randolph, Chandler Owen, Marcus Garvey, uh, Richard Benjamin Moore, W.A. Domingo, William Burroughs, and Cyril Briggs. All right, that's like the very first lines. He continues to give you a list of things such as his early life, immigration. Yeah, that's deep though. So he influenced who? Go back up there. <laughs> yeah, the Garvey movement. Let me quickly. No, wait. Let me go down to the Garvey movement real quickly. That's that's I didn't know that. Generations of new Negro militant. In January 1920, Harrison became principal editor of the Negro World, the newspaper of Marcus Garvey's Universal Negro Improvement Association (UNIA). <laughs> Wow. Over the next eight months, he developed it into the leading race conscious radical and literary publication of the day. By the August uh, 1920 UNIA convention, Harrison had grown increasingly critical of Garvey. Harrison criticized Garvey's for exaggerations, financial schemes and desire for empire. In contrast to Garvey, Harrison emphasized that African-Americans' principal struggle was in the United States, not in Africa. Harrison did, however, contribute to the UNIA's 1920 Declaration of the Negro People of the World through Harrison, though Harrison continued to write for the Negro World in 19, into 1922, he looked uh, to develop political alternatives to Garvey. Jeez. Yeah, he goes on to do a whole, a whole heap of his things, you know, uh, openly right. criticizes the Ku Klux Klan, and the racist attacks of the Tulsa uh, race riot, 
um, you know, he, he goes in. He goes in. Point made, goddammit. Leave the real black atheists alone. We're the foundation of what the hell is going on in this damn world as far as black people are concerned and knowing their damn history. That's my point. What's wrong with these people, Cologne? What's the joke, mm. bro? Think about that, yo. <laughs> that Garvey, know the Christian, use the atheists, real black atheists, to be the voice, the central voice in the information and all that. Is that what we read now, or is it just me? Have I lost? And did we end up in an alternative universe somewhere, yo? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we got. That's what we got. Wow. <laughs> the black consciousness that we know of today started amongst the atheists, the real black atheists, and yet they threw tomatoes at me for being a real black atheist. Go, go figure that. Mm. That the college community was actually being, end up being ran by pseudoisms, man. Think about that. Mm. That that next generation couldn't pull away from that idea of European God at all. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't pull away. No mm. matter what documents that they all act like. Man, how many people... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know. You're cutting out. You're cutting out. Repeat that again. Repeat that again. Repeat that again. You just cut out. Say it again. Yeah, gotta come back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, hold on. Right, I recognize that Doctor Ben was a real black atheist. The mm. elders wouldn't be make statements like them atheists, such and such. What do you mean? Your teacher that you claim instead of defeat, Info DC was a dang on atheist. He didn't use the word, but if you look at me, if you look at me and say I don't believe in God, and you ain't worshiping no gods, no traditional right, nothing, then you're a dang. I mean, what else are you? I don't believe in God. Mm. Right, so 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 Dr. Ben, a noted atheist, real black atheist, right? Noted, you know what I'm saying, is beloved in the conscious community, but we now know that this information wasn't even understood. Mm. Couldn't have been understood. Facts. Couldn't um, have been. Else we wouldn't be banging on atheism in our community because the primary teachers, John Jackson, Hubert Harris. John Henry Clark, you know what I'm saying? Dr. Ben, the serious powerhouses that, that actually promoted scientific literacy was real black atheists. Mm. Funny to me, funny to me, hmm. funny to me. And so they always say the monkey thing. So I'm coming to this book right here. Oh, man. Chronology, human evolution. I think we, we need to let the people know where we can, where we can make that purchase. Uh, you can go to Amazon and get it. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Amazon. Your human evolution. Let me go up. Here. Yeah. Pull that up. And so it was inspired by the chronology of the Bible by Dr. Ben. I suggest you get both of them. Uh, Perfect. Woke me up. This one woke me up right here. It woke me up for real. This little pamphlet. Little book. Bam, inspire me to write this. So before I give the prediction that I ain't forgot yet, <laughs> the dog mm -hmm. prediction, I'm going to go to the back of the book, question and answer section. What you looking for? Hold on. So, go to the section and it says, 
It says, who makes the claim that humans come from monkeys? Uh, I see you got it right there. There you go. Mm. Let me make sure it's it's being um put onto my screen. So yeah, here it is right here. Is that one in print? You might got to go to the other one. That might not be in print because I had to take out some mistake. Let me see. There you go. See the other picture right there beside it? Right there. Oh, there you go. Put it right here. All right. So here we go. The chronology of human evolution. Real black atheism explained. All right. Yeah, Paperback published December the 1st, 2016. The chronology of human evolution on Quest. Yeah, read that part right there, that statement right there. All right. It's on the back Africa, of the book. Africans had a religion in ancient Egypt. There were two types of religion in the world, supernatural religions or theistic religions. A lot of people have an idea that if a man is an atheist, that is, if he doesn't believe in a personal God, he's an irreligious person. That's not true. The Africans had an atheistic type of religion, and they were a deeply religious people because they believed that man not only has a body, but he also has a mind, soul, or spirit. If you went to the temple in ancient Egypt and you told the priest that you wanted Horus, the Egyptian Christ, to save your soul, he would tell you to not waste his goddamn time. Mm -hmm. Horus, Osiris, Isis, or nobody else was going to save your soul except you. Dr. John. G. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Go. Yeah, get him going there, bro. Yeah. So, family, all right, if you want to support what we're doing over here at Titans TV, all right, and if you want to support what the brother Anka Keck is doing, and you want to support scientific literacy, all right, I suggest you get this. You make a purchase, only $15.99. Right, the conversion rate is just is silly over here in the UK. So you're not spending more than 15 pounds, that's for sure. Please go ahead, make a purchase. Think of a friend, think of a family member that needs this information. All right, and go ahead, click that button, look inside, then straight away you add that to your cart. All right, because I know there's somebody out there that needs this book. So go ahead, make the purchase and make somebody's life um, happy and get them cleared away from all that mysticism and, and, and nonsense and tomfoolery. And <laughs> tomfoolery. Spinoisms. <laughs> <laughs> so here you go. So you come to the back of the book, the question and answer section, right? And it says, does human evolution explain where life on earth originated? The answer to that question is, A, evolution does not explain where life on earth comes from. It only seeks to explain how life evolves once it gets there. See, so I don't know why the religious community be mad. I don't even know why the conscious community be mad at me. You know, evolution don't explain where life comes from. It only explains life after it's here. No one knows that answer yet. So next, check this out. Next question is, uh, who makes the claim that humans come from monkeys? People who have not taken the time to study and understand human evolution 
As a matter of fact, the claims for the most part start with the religious zealots and creationists who fight against science with ignorance, not facts. Hmm. Next question is, do human beings come from monkeys? No, there is no credible scientific source that supports the idea that humans come from monkeys. Next question. Did Charles Darwin teach humans come from monkeys? All right, remember during this time, the first time you seen a person being depicted as a damn monkey was Charles Darwin. You know, white people did that to him. So I know why people don't want to deal with that because they think it's the monkey shit. Those want to say, no, Charles Darwin did not teach that we come from monkeys. He simply stated that extinct apes were our closest relatives. There you go. So here's the prediction that he made. Man, God, Civilization, Chapter 2, Chapter 3, Men and Ice Ages. Man, God, Civilization. You see, he put man first, God, then civilizations, because out of the mind of men and women come the idea and concept of God. And if you can recognize that, yo, then you moving. You, you about ready to graduate. You got your cap and gown. You can get that. You got your cap and gown. You can't have your cap and gown for taking religious information and coating it with what you call consciousness. So you don't get that. Mm. Saying? So people are like, uh, you know what I'm saying, yo? I, I Man, shoot. I, I don't deal with the monotheism. You know, I mess with God. Well, the word God comes out of the monotheism. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'm just I'm a spiritual. I'm that spirituality comes from the word spirit. Spirituality was a term coined by the Christians. They used that. So to be Christian was to be spiritual. Soul is also a religious uh, uh, statement, part of religious indoctrination. You, you make Jesus black, you ain't did nothing slick. You just turn the, you making the lie harder. Harder for people to get out of. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, if, if I was to have a definition of spirituality, which we do not have, and I like to mention that the fact that somebody somewhere on this planet made the declaration, I can, I can pretty much think who it was, that the African people are the most spiritual in the world. Man, that was somebody trying to take your money and your resources had to give you that statement right there. Because they never gave you a definition of spirituality. The only definition they had was what? To be a Christian was spiritual. Mm. Right? So as long as you're a Christian, you become the most spiritual people on earth. Mm. And then the conscious they say, yeah, we're the most spiritual on earth. What do you mean? What's the definition? Right now, if you was to look in the chat room and ask everybody for their own definition of what spirituality was and what God was, they all have a different idea of what spirituality was. Mm. So for me, what spirituality would be to me would be food, clothing, and shelter and protection of that. Mm. Because if you do not have food, there's no need to pray. If you do not have clothing, you're done in certain areas of the world. If you don't have shelter, the natural world is going to kill you all the time. So the most important thing, the very foundation of your spirituality should be your food, your clover, your clothing, and your shelter and protection. And that's what Europeans do better than you. They're actually more spiritual than you because they have secured resources, whether they took them or not, you know what I'm saying? They have secured shelter. They control it. You know what I'm saying? And they absolutely dominate resources. So they beating you at your own game. Ah, crazy. 
right? Because they promote scientific literacy. Now, you, you promote religion. <laughs> and by the way, your ethnic, you know, I mean, not your ethnic, but your, uh, your, uh, your God going your code of conduct, ethics, you know what I'm saying? Code of conduct, you know what I'm saying? Has absolutely nothing to do with spirituality and religion. They're two separate things, three separate things. You know what I'm saying? Your morality has absolutely nothing to do with your religion and your spirituality. Two separate things. This is for sure. So you do not need to believe in God or even have religion to have a code of conduct, to have a code of ethics, to have morality. Feel me? You know who my favorite African is? Kalam. Mm -hmm. Shaka Zulu. Mm. Shaka Zulu, the house, the Zulus, the Hausa tribe, and the Mabuti Pygmies. Why are they my favorite group? Because they was non-religious. Let's talk about Shaka. Shaka actually deemed that the human character, who you was on the inside, your ability to think outside of the box, is what, what raised the level of humanity. That if you, the human being, could conceive changing your position in the world, that you could do it. And to prove this point, he chopped their heads off of all the shaman. He said, tell you what, let your God save you. <laughs> you gotta know the environment that Shaka was raised up in. The religious amongst them had stifled the people. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go to the oracle. We're gonna make the the sacrifice. And they did all that, and they were still done. Shaka comes into this environment, man. He immediately goes to the inward self of understanding who you was. He talks about the strength of the mind and the human condition. He talks about these things. He gets rid of the religion thing. He does not have a particular deity. He does not do that, right? He proceeds to destroy other African nations that had all that. He revolutionized war. You know what I'm saying? He, he made the Zulus a powerful force, and they were so powerful that when Europeans came in, Chaka Zulu never had to fight against the Europeans, bro. Never had to. That's one of my favorite Africans. Mm -hmm. Non-religious dude. The house, the house don't even have a religion. As a matter of fact, to this day, they have not been co-opted by Christianity. Mm -hmm. Right? They don't have a God. They deal with the moon, the sun, the stars, and all that. The Mabuti, they say that the forest is their mother and father. They don't have a religion in particular. They say the forest gives us everything that we need, right? And so we make the statement that all Africans believe in God. That's a false statement. No, mm. all Africans, you got African groups that have gods, and then you got African groups that only deal with ancestors. You know what I'm saying? Then you got Africans that don't deal with none of that. They just like their environment, particularly the hunter-gatherers. Those hunter-gatherers don't actually, actually have a religion. You know what I'm saying? They understand the natural world is essential to their survivability. So as we move from the stages of hunter-gathering and move through different stages, as explained in man, God, and civilization, showing different stages, you know what I'm saying? You'll find how uh, charms and, and superstitions would later on become man's religion. Later on, all coming out of the misunderstanding or the lack of understanding of the natural world. There you go. So um, let me read um, this. Go um, ahead. Real quick, 
before you read it, um, I've got my good brother CLEs asking, uh, where can we get that story of Shaka Zulu from? I'm gonna send it to you right now. Name of the book. Hell. Go ahead, man. There's a book you can go to. Hold on. This guy is an actual Zulu that wrote the book. Right? He was trying to get the real story of Shaka Zulu out of there. And family, real quickly, again, we ain't taking no questions um, from you guys just tagging Titans TV. You're going to have to do a super chat, baby. You're going to have to do a super chat because I don't want to interrupt every every two minutes okay so for those of you guys who do drop the super chats i will make sure i highlight it up on the screen uh for the good brother Ank kekt uh to see i'll pin it up and i will uh make your statements be heard or felt all right let's continue mm -hmm. let me go to, let me go to brother i saw the text he actually has the uh, uh he actually brought that bit of information to the family hold on Shit. no i got the name right book Damn, man. Hell, I'm gonna use one of my lifelines. Ha! How about that, come mm -hmm. on? Use my lifelines! I'm using mine. Watch this. But I'm gonna send you the file, though, yo, when it talks about that. Though. I'm gonna send it to you, but I need the name of the book. I'm hoping I, hope I can answer this damn phone. Damn, I forgot the name of the book, man. Shit. Mm. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic. We don't call me right back. Hold on, let me go right here. So now, matter of fact, I, I think it'd be a good thing for you to read too. Hold on, y'all. Let me get let me grab that sentence you come on. I ain't think we just making up shit. We don't do that around here. Hmm. Damn. All right, hold on. One second. One second. Hey, make sure y'all support abs you wear, man. You get the hoodies, sweatshirts, shoes, socks, everything. That went past, hold on. All right. <sighs> All right, here come Cologne. 
Gary. Clown. Oh, he fell off the damn thing. Hey, one, two, three. Clown, it fell off the daggone thing. <laughs> Why can't you hear me? Hey. Anki de. I'm here. Where have you been at? My um, my connection is is really poor. Oh, all right. Did you get the thing I sent you? I got it, but it's gonna take me a while. So if you can just continue, and then when I've got the opportunity to, I will uh, send. I will share it with everybody else. All right. Okay. So, bam. So we'll go to John Jackson's work, all right? Chapter three, Ice Age of Men. He says right here, he said, the popular opinion that Charles Darwin was the inventor of the doctrine of revolution is false, all right? First of all, Charles Darwin wasn't the father of evolution. You would consider him the father of natural selection. Uh, natural selection is just a mechanism in evolution. All right, there's several other mechanisms. And so the debate in science are over the mechanisms, not over whether evolution is real or not. So evolution is a theory and a fact. Y'all need to look that up. Type in the word evolution as theory and a fact. Forget that, that's fact, F-A-C-T. They say there were numerous evolutionists before Darwin, but with the, pop, with the, with the publication of the Order of the Species in 1859, Darwin, Darwin made the theory of evolution intellectually respectable. After that date, evolutionism became part of the law of modern science and hence had to be reckoned with by all thinking men and women. Okay, so there we have it. So watch this. Natural selection is the cornerstone of modern biology. I'm going to say this again. Evolution is the cornerstone right, of modern biology, natural selection. Natural selection is the cornerstone of modern biology. So all y'all is acting like the white boy know what he was talking about, man, it's the cornerstone of modern biology, no matter what y'all say. So we keep reading, it says, in 1871, Darwin's Descent of Man was published. And in this book, impressive evidence was deduced, tending to show that man and man and the anthropoid apes could be traced back to a common ancestor. Most of Darwin's contemporaries judged the continent of Asia, I'm gonna say it again, the continent of Asia, because this is gonna take us to our real conversation, the continent of Asia to be the most likely the birthplace of humanity. But Darwin held that, right, Africa had a better claim 
to the title of the creator of mankind. It say, we are naturally led, this is what Darwin said, we are naturally led to inquire. He asserted, this is, this is his prediction. Where was the birthplace of man? In each great region of the world, the living mammals are closely related to the extinct species of the same region. It say, in this, therefore, probably that Africa was formerly inhabited by extinct apes closely al aligned to gorillas and chimpanzees. And as these two species are now man's nearest allies, it is somewhat more probable, see, because he didn't know yet, he was making a prediction, probable that our um, progenitors live on the African continent than elsewhere. Page 55 of that book, The Descent of Man. There you go. That was a prediction. His prediction was that man was aligned to the extinct anthropoids, right, or apes, you know what I'm saying? And Africa was more than likely the birthplace of humanity and not Asia. That was the prediction I was talking about, all right? And so if you come to evolution, origin of evolution of human race, published in 1910, y'all gotta remember before Darwin, and um, hold on before Darwin and Albert Churchwood, hold on, you had Bishop Usher. Look up Bishop Usher, he gave the timetable for the creation of the world. He said it was 4004 BCE, uh, April 12th, some nonsense like that. <laughs> yeah, so before that, the majority of the world, the whole world, thought that. You know, the Bible came from Asia, that 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 came from the Garden of Eden, right? So chat, so 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 Charles Darwin and uh Albert Churchwood actually challenged this. Man, so we this is what you what, what the significance of these two sciences was to the world. So the Egyptians didn't know. Man, they thought, you know, nut, you know, man, primordial waters and all that, you know what I mean? They had their own cosmology story. The Chinese didn't necessarily know. The Egyptians come close to bringing some elements forth. You know what I'm saying? Talking about the primordial waters, right? Uh, none, none. Water. So we know all life comes from water. We know that life comes from stardust, right? The Egyptians was, you know, but they didn't, they, they, they was doing, they did a good job. But they didn't have it all together. Matter of fact, modern science doesn't have it all together, but that's the best explanation so far, all right? Real fast. Come over here. Uh, I say, even in the early, on page 29 of Mankind Civilization, it goes on to say, even in the early years of the present century, scientists investigating prehistoric errors were inclined to look chiefly to Asia as the original home of man. But in the year 1921, this position was strikingly challenged by the publication of the origin, the origin evolution of the human race by Dr. Albert Churchwood. This distinguished medical man held membership in both the Royal Council, right, of Physicians and the Royal Council of Surgeons. That's over there in England, where y'all at. And besides this, he was an anthropologist and archaeologists. It say the earliest members of the human race appeared 
in the interior of African continent about two million years ago. This is what church was saying. He said church would claim. He said then from regions of the Great Lake, Great Lakes, they spread over the entire continent. There you go. All right. Let me see. All right. No, I kind of cut it off roughly. Let me go to right here. We're talking about Asia and Africa right now. All right. We're going to go to chapter one. And origin evolution of the human race. Oh, Kalam just did Kalam is out of there. Let me see. They all be thinking Darwin was right. I don't, it don't matter what Darwin was. I'm just saying, as a, what was he, what was he, whether he was a racist or not, we do recognize him to be a product of his environment. And so he used terms like, um, he says that all humans, he said all human cultures came out of, uh, I think, I know he talked about savage races, right? Um, but he also said that Europeans come from a savage race. They was talking about a primitive race when they was using those terms. So you gotta know that the Europeans, when they was uh, colonializing places, they was ending up in places of Africa that had already been underdeveloped by uh, uh, powers. Like so, so you know they had us on the run for a long time since the fall of Egypt. So you got the Hyksos come in. Let me give you the real quick, and I'm gonna get back to this. So to show you how, by time those particular branches of Europeans came in, Africa was already underdeveloped. You know what I'm saying? So when they was laying their eyes on like West Africa. You know what I'm saying? To them, not to have clothes on was savage to them. All right? They don't know, even know the history of Europeans, you know what I'm saying, being in certain areas. My, don't, don't nobody know right now. But they was very arrogant. So to them, and Charles Darwin is actually a product of this. So, so, so Charles Darwin says out of his mouth, he calls them savage races. He says that. But he also says that the European come from a savage race. So you didn't have on clothes and all that. They considered you to be savage. This is based off of they not even understanding anthropological studies. All right. So yes, Charles Darwin was formed in an environment of racism and white supremacy. All right. But watch this. This is the interesting part. Although he was formed and forged, right? Although he had a child uh, out of the union, I think he married his first cousin or second cousin. Right, but watch this. He realized after marrying his cousin or second cousin, Charles Darwin actually did the study on um, what's it called? Damn it! When you uh, somebody help me out, man. Man, incest. Yes, he did the actual study of incest right through plants. He was saying, man, when you mix plants too closely from the same family, that they would always come out messed up. And so he recognized that his daughter that ended up dying was really sickly all the time. And he said, man, this had to come out of this. So he was one of the first Europeans to recognize that, man, you know, marrying too close to your family, yo, gonna have your children all messed up. See, people don't know that too. Charles Darwin also comes up with the theory of, um, the theory of understanding coral reefs. Which all panned out. That's one of his greatest theories. Is the coral reef understand how they came about? 
what I'm saying? So back to the part of the racism part, man. His actual theory of natural selection actually put a, a, a cap on the racism, white supremacy, as far as, uh, you know, well, white people look better, this, that, the other. No, he clearly said that no, white people weren't better. That we was basically humans. You know what I'm saying? That Africa was the homeland of all of humanity. And out of that, from Africans, gave rise to other human populations. This was Charles Darwin. So his very study and his science mind tells him that the scientific racism that they was promoting during that time was wrong. So Charles Darwin came up with a theory of natural selection that actually destroyed uh, misinformation in the scientific community. And then we know about Piltdown Man, you know what I'm saying? And what that actually stood for, and how the racist white supremacist was still trying to put uh, the origin of humanity in Asia, in Europe. So they used Piltdown, man. They used the mantle of an orangutan, right, and the skull of a human. They put it together, and they called it Piltdown, man. When they say, well, um, well, you know, that was science and racism. How can you trust science? Well, it was science. In 18 and not, no, in 1812, no, in 1912. No, 1913, the very year after the Piltdown find was found and they was raving over it, the new origin of humanity, in the Journal of Science, an article was published against Piltdown Man. Although it might have taken 20 years to get that overturned, it was eventually overturned. Like I said, science can only defeat science. So we understand the scientific racism, but only science can correct scientific racism. So you can't tell your children, don't deal with science because of racism. You can't say that. That's why it's so important to get our people scientifically literate. So that we can have the children to go into these different fields of biology, psychology. Uh, uh, well, math is not a science, but they use math and science. You know what I'm saying? Mathematical fields. Um, this is important archaeology, paleontology. You feel me? Like, like the Amaral Squad popularized this. You know, methodology, the method, the way, you know, how to study. You know what I'm saying? We brought this to the, and that's my point, that we brought this mode of study to the community with the help of other groups. We did that. Where would you be without the matrix? Like, I like the way you use that word. Without the matrix of the Amaral Squad. Where the hell would the conscious community be? we still be thinking that melanin... You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 Sinoism was hot in the in 2000. It was hot. Now, you know, we were like, come on, son. You know, we get educated. They were like, come on, that shit is tomfoolery. It's a foolish ship. It's the looker ship, like the All Mac piece. That's the looker ship. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, look, man. Look, where the hell would we be without groups promoting scientific literacy and proper methodology? Where the hell we be at? I don't know. Hmm. I know I kind of got off a little bit. Let me get back on the train real fast. <laughs> Forget it. So from studies I have made during many years, I'm fully convinced that Kiran, uh perceived area of many scientists regarding the origin of the human race, both as the place and date are erroneous. And evidence will be brought forward to prove that the human race did not originate in Asia, but in Africa. So why you say it? Albert Churchwood is saying this evidence will be objective and subjective as proofs of my contention against all learned men of the present day. The first question, 
which arises is this when and where did man make his first appearance on it on on this earth biblical scholars like usher right biblical scholars tell us about six thousand years ago hey 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 Kalam, can you look up bishop usher is that possible yeah i'm doing it now and i hope you got the thing i sent you bishop usher all right the first question which the first question which arises is this when and where did man make his first appearance on on this earth biblical scholars tell you about six thousand years ago in asia the earnest school in asia about twenty thousand years so so the nation of islam and all these places some of the asiatic black men unknowingly or unwillingly were teaching racism earning doctrine when they said asian when the more say that ate the asiatic black man from asia they're really promoting racism white supremacy because it was the earnest to say they come from that that humanity came from asia the earning school was that we came from asia about twenty thousand years ago they say others including many scientists in asia or in some mythical land which has now disappeared talking about move they say all of them have denied africa as the home of man there you go yeah we have it have it have it we got it right there oh you want to go that real fast before you go to bishop, bishop usher yeah read that <laughs> oh, oh you give me which one the yellow or the uh the pinky purpley one well, you know what? Let's let's give them a full dose of it. They're going to have to sit down and take parts of the show. Um, basically, it's talking about, um, let's see, the poet told them they needed props. To be, yeah, read that. Go ahead. All right. All right. The poet told them that they needed no props to respond to the call of destiny. They needed no gods. Their ancestral spirits could not reach the heights of achievement, which the person could. The disciplined self could imagine all things, achieve all things, and rise to all heights because he was human. All the person needed to do to awaken the powers locked in him was to have faith in the person, to discipline himself, and to proceed from this to explore himself, to search the eternal microcosm that he was for satisfying dimensions of, of being human. The person had all the future before him to evolve perpetually into the type of human being he wanted to be. Society and the spirit forms were his allies and supporters. They were always ready to reinforce him whenever he disciplined himself and marched to a clearly stated goal. The assumption behind this approach was that the person was adequate that he had in him all the powers he could need to realize the destiny he chose for himself. These powers inherited inherit in him a, as a person. He did not receive them from any source outside of himself. Any belief in an external power was superstition, and superstition was the person's mortal foe. Powerful. Shaka killed groups of diviners and witch doctors in the effort to free his people from the grip of superstition. He wanted a nation of truly free men and women who needed no props outside of themselves in order to realize the promise of human being, of being human. The Zulus were not the only people who regarded themselves as the people whose destiny was to traverse the universe. In Rhodesia, there was the Mezezuru, the people who belong to the heavens, 
Shaka the Great was the son of Senzang. Uh, I'm going to mess this up. Senzanga Kahoma. Kahona. Yeah. He adopted. Yeah. Mm, he adopted the court poet's ideal as the main inspiration of the revolution, which he led after his father's death. It was the ideological blueprint on which he built the Zulu nation. But the revolution must be seen in context. The Zulu philosophers whose thinking was reflected in the new ideal of nationhood had evolved out of the stage when they were dependent on religion for guidance on the establishment of a better society. Nom Kubolowana, the princess of heaven, was the last of their deities. <laughs> religion, religion had been alive in the thousand years before Shaka. In all these years, it failed to resolve the conflicts in natal. It forced men to see it as a prop, a prison of the mind, which was used by the strong to entrench their power and not to solve the problems of suffering humanity. Shaka sailed into this situation and preached that wherever human beings were oppressed, they were, in the final analysis, oppressed by consent. Stop. Who I... made that statement? Who made that statement? That's shit. Everybody was mad at. Hmm? What, Shaka? Or um, being oppressed by consent? In America. Who made the statement similar to that? Um, was that JF? No, not JF. What's his name? Um, founding, one of the founding fathers. The rapper. Nope, the rapper. Rapper. Kanye. Yeah. Kanye. Okay. Remember Kanye sure, said that? You're, ens you're enslaved by consent, basically, yeah? What did, what, what, what did Kanye say? Um, God, said, you have to tell sound, me, you know. Say it sounds like a choice to me. Slave yeah. for 400 years, it sounds like a choice to me. Now, he messed it all up, and he couldn't mm. put it in strong context, but he basically said that you always have a choice as a human, and this is exactly what Shaka's saying. Read that again. What is Shaka saying? Shaka sailed into the situation and preached that wherever human beings were oppressed, they were, in the final analysis, oppressed by consent. The person had a many-sided mind which could traverse space and move from universe to universe and transform the human being into a conscious citizen of the cosmic order. This meant that if the person was prepared to impose certain disciplines on himself, he could become the, and the guy get the book to read the rest of that. And I gotta get the name of the damn book. But what I will tell you is, you know what I'm saying, that you can change your condition no matter what. So you gotta stop blaming everybody else. You can't do it, right? That we, right? The original of the original, from the original of the original, the original mind of minds of minds, the first that ever walked upright in continental Africa proper, have the ability to create what we need to fight against the oppression. If we only open our eyes up and stop giving strength and witnesses to things outside our house, we have the power of the power from the power because we can be the most powerful people on earth. Since Africa is the most diverse people on earth, you got the weakest people in Africa, but yet you got the strongest people in Africa. Since Africa is the most diverse place on earth, you got the most beautiful people on earth and you got the ugliest people on earth. Since Africa is the most diverse place on earth, you got the fastest people on earth and you got the slowest on earth. There is no contest for the slowest people on earth. So you wouldn't really find it. 
But the point I'm making is we have the ability to change our situation based off of who we really are. Now, that is the power column that we're looking for. It's the understanding of your inner self, right? And the maturation of the mind and have the ability to graduate from pseudoisms is the first step to pushing our people forward into the species like we're supposed to be, bro. Hoo-wee. That's where I'm at. I'm trying to get the name of the book because we got the, how they say, we got the damn receipts. Give it the name of the book and I spoke on the name of that book. You should have hit me back. So that brings us all this talk about Asia. It brings us to this. New science out of Africa. I mean, out of Asia. What's all this talk about the out of Asia? I thought we, I thought, I thought Darwin and them changed that. Well, <clears throat> Chinese ain't happy about that. Right? So we let's come right to this. In 1992, all right, it says, for instance, researchers reported finding a pair of 900,000 year old skulls in you, you, you connect central China. That's Y-U-N-X-I-A-N. Well, I, I ain't got it like Kalam. Kalam can pronounce all that shit like that, boy. I ain't there yet. Okay? In central China, it says their, their features looked like a mix of Homo erectus and Homo sapiens, which was odd since Homo sapiens should theoretically have been firmly um, sequentered in Africa at the time. Delhi man. Look up Delhi man. That's D-A-L-I, man, right? A, a 260,000-year-old skull found 14 years earlier in the central province of Shangnax had a similar mix of features, okay? It's a typical of transitional forms that cannot be uh, subscribed to any well-defined species. Although the you although Euconex and Delhi Man fossils are particularly fine examples of many more have been found in East Asia. So they find these skulls, these mixtures of Homo sapiens, yeah, I'm saying, and Homo, and Homo erectus in Asia. So it's starting to have, it's, people are starting to now question, you know what I'm saying, the out of Africa theory. But see, that's what science does. When you purport a theory, right? Immediately after you report this theory, right, you're going to get other theories to try to uh, 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 defeat that. Whenever you write a scientific paper, that's what they do. They immediately come out against it, right? This is the this is the environment of science. Scientists don't get mad. Scholars don't get mad. They just keep working to find the evidence. And when I'm talking about a theory, I'm talking about a scientific theory. So for them to overturn, right, the out of Africa theory. Right, they would have to come up with a third that explains. Watch this. That explains everything that the outer Africa theory explains and adds to the theory. I'm gonna say this again: for the outer Africa theory to be overturned, you got outer Africa one and outer Africa two. There's a difference. Y'all need to read both of them. Outer Africa one and outer Africa two. For the outer Asia theory to overturn. The Outer Africa theory, if 
for the outer Africa, my fault for the outer Asia theory to overturn the outer Africa theory. It had to explain everything that the outer Africa theory explained and add to it. Plain and simple. So we move on real fast. We look at the Delhi. Delhi man, look at that fossil. Okay, let's come here. On page 30. I'm on page 30. Reading the article. It says, Wu Zenik's suggestion, however, remains radical. He believes that transitional fossils are evidence of Asia, of Asian sap, uh, of Asian Homo erectus evolving into our own species in Asia. He said that Peking, Peking man was an ancestor of modern Asian people and that Asia should have equal billing with Africa as birthplace of our species. While some Chinese, hold on, while some Chinese paleontologists support this view, others see the hint of nationalism at play. Yeah, we know it. It's a to, to bolster his argument that China's hominids were evolving along similar lines to those in Africa, Wu Zini, along with Sheila Athingia of Texas A&M University, recently showed that the Delhi skull has many features in common with early Homo sapien fossils from Morocco. Okay, watch this. So we know now, and Moore's misuses, and uh, brother uh, Ishmael Bay also misused the Moroccan find. Exactly, the Moroccan find actually takes uh, uh, the oldest Homo sapiens found in Africa from the Rift Valley in East Africa, and it takes you to Morocco. Now, at 300,000 goddamn years, there ain't nobody called Moors, ain't no damn place called Morocco. So for any more to try to misuse that is a bunch of foolery, tomfoolery to be exact. It's a bunch of bunk. So 300,000 years ago, ain't no Moors, ain't no hominids running around with grass feathers on calling themselves Moors. Cut it out. So they misuse this find and say, see, here you go, in Morocco, get out of here. There is no place called Morocco. They just, it's just called Morocco now. But the finds were there 300,000 years before that. Just want to put that in place. It says, Delhi skull, many features in common with the early Homo sapien fossils from Morocco. Watch this. It says, the genetic evidence, however, see that, see that? That's why I talked about the actual uh, mapping of the human genome. Right, because the map of, of the Homo genome added more evidence to the outer Africa theory, where it's not just based off the fossils now, it's based off genetics and genes. It says, however, the genetic evidence, genetic evidence, however, still points to an common African origin. 98% of the DNA in Chinese population can be traced back to Africa. There you go, it's out of here. And so let's look at the, the map. I'm sorry, I don't got the map. I don't think y'all can see this though. The out of Africa early, right? It says, it says until recently, the consensus was that Homo sapiens left Africa around 60,000 years ago. Growing evidence suggests that is wrong. It says these, that was wrong, right? It says that, let me see. Says that Africans developed in Africa early in that. And so we know that. We know. I just gave you one. I gave you a fine in Morocco. Okay. 
that at 300,000 years, so we know the homo sapiens sapiens is now early. So we always got to stay on upgrade. So I would say as of 2019, the outer Africa theory, you know what I'm saying, still stands strong. You know what I'm saying? As of 2019, we're moving from the Rift Valley for homo sapiens sapiens, you know what I'm saying? And the oldest find is in Morocco. Now, as for the outer Asia, right, what you need to know is they got these transitional fossils everywhere. So we know what Homo sapien is. Homo sapiens sapien is actually a conglomerate of archaic humans. Look up DNA evidence with the Hauser tribe, right? They have archaic, um, quote unquote, a DNA, all right? Uh, Denisovan in their blood, right? So we know that the, the Homo sapiens sapien is really a hodgepodge of different archaic forms that come together to form Homo sapiens sapien Africa first, all right? And so if you come to Asia, the map of Asia, right? It talks about the ancestral hominids is in Asia, but they migrate to Africa to turn to Homo sapiens sapiens. They're, they're the oldest place of Homo sapiens in Africa. So even if you fight for Asia, right? Darwin was right because when Homo sapiens first formed, Homo sapiens sapiens first formed, right? As of 2019, they find it in Africa. Based off the DNA, you'll find it's in Africa, in Africa proper. So I hope I kind of cleared that up, bro, and I hope y'all kind of got that, okay? Um, I think that's very, very important because the pseudos were trying to just see Delhi Man, man, that's the oldest. No, they messed up Delhi Man. Delhi Man is an archaic human, okay? Robust features. It's not a homo sapiens sapien. You know what I'm saying? It might be, it's, it's archaic Homo sapiens sapiens with mixed features, transitional fossils, mixed fossils, all right? Inbreeding occurred. So our Homo sapiens sapiens lineage was inbreeding, right? These, 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 these archaic Homo forms, you know what I'm saying? Uh, was inbreeding. So basically what they did by studying uh, baboons what they found out was that different species of baboons, when their particular terrain meets, where their area where they're living at, where it crosses, you always find mixing or inbreeding. All right, you'll find this. Okay, you'll find these hybrids. Right. So the same with with with, with Homo sapiens. You know what I'm saying? And the other species, wherever they range, kind of crosses, you'll find mixing. All right, and so if this particular hominid is within two million years of each other, they can actually mix. That's it. So when you talk shit about, oh, the white man Neanderthal, you don't know what you're talking about. First of all, the white man ain't Neanderthal. But the fact that Africans that left out of Africa mixed with Neanderthal, it didn't give rise to uh, Europeans like people act, like they act like. Uh, the, the Homo sapiens saving the left out of Africa got transformed by an environment, right? Before it even got there to mix with Neanderthal, Homo Neanderthal, it was already mixed with archaic humans before it left Africa. So to talk shit about all non-Africans got Neanderthal in them, right? And that's why white people is crazy. It's a crazy statement to mix because before Africans ever left Africa, it was already mixed. That's the end of this there, Kalam. You want to take any questions or something like that? I just want to put that in the, in the, in the, how they say, how the pseudo says, in the ethers. <laughs> hey. All right. 
Mm. Y'all catch me having a little snack right about now. I'm trying to eat my dinner. Eat your dinner. Eat your dinner. I just want to just show that we was already to form Homo sapiens sapiens. As a matter of fact, they got these shells that they find in South Africa, right? They find them all the way up in West Africa. They like how them shells get there because they was they had like this trade network. These hominids, these humpy, like like you know what I mean? These different archaic humans, they was trading them. That's crazy as hell. But this is what the evidence is shown that uh, like maybe the back of your cranium and your jaw come from one area, and and different facial features come from this area. They all you know they all come together to form you know what I mean. So Homo sapiens sapiens is really a hodgepodge of different archaic. Homo species. That's what it is. So we're talking shit about Neanderthal mixing or Homo sapiens mixing. We're special because we ain't, we did mix it before we left. Uh, a double zero is actually a function of mixing. That's archaic human. All right. There you go. So when China tries to claim or Asia tries to claim the origin of humanity, let me share my screen. Now. Now we got to go a little bit deeper, Kalam, so I can finish this off. Let me share my screen here. It's not just the, the, the fossil finds, it's the genetic evidence. And it's not just the genetic evidence. We want to talk about crucibles right now. So we need to go down to South Africa to finish this thing off, right? Where we can know the origin of human culture, where Homo sapiens sapiens really get their thing on. And I talk about this all the time. I talk about pinnacle point. Share my screen. By the way, all this all this information will be in my upcoming book, my second book. Everything I talked about right here will be in my upcoming book. So here we go. All right, can you see that? Kalam. Or do you need to share that, Kalam? No, no. Huh? we can see it. We can see it. We can see it. No, you can't. Yeah. The yeah, crucible. Yeah, yeah, the crucible of culture. I'm seeing it right now on YouTube as well. They can see it. So here we go. In the journal of nature, the crucible of culture. All right, read this article. Name read the article. All right. So in this article, what it's talking about is so we got different places down here, all the way to the bottom, right? You'll see uh uh residents of Bloomblast Cave. All right, processed orchard to produce and store pigment, all right? Uh, Bloomblast Cave, all at Pinnacle Point, you'll find your first shellfish eaters, all right? These shellfish eaters actually was, 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 was understood how tides functioned. And so they broke down this iron okra, you know what I'm saying? They used the red iron okra to break down and mix egg yolk with it to actually make this pigment, this color. Right, and they painted themselves, but this is symbolic thought. So why do they paint themselves red? What we know is a woman's menstrual cycle actually coincides most times with the moon cycles. I'm gonna say this again. A woman's period actually coincides with the moon cycles. We know the moon cycles actually coincide with the tides. You get high tide, low tide. The moon actually affects the tides of planet Earth. So when it's low tide, the symbolic ritual of painting your body based off of the woman's menstrual cycle, right, ties into an essential time to go get your food. So today, our rituals are really death rituals because these death rituals tie to Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. 
our rituals do not tie into our survivability. So ancient man rituals actually tied into his food, clothing, shelter. So the ritual was to remind you of something that was important. And it tied back into the woman's menstrual cycle, which tied back into the moon cycle, which tied back into the tide. So at low tide, these ancient humans could go to uh, uh, the sea and take the shellfish out and eat. So they had like a system, like a moon calendar system. The earliest form of understanding the moon cycles is right there. But this is symbolic thought with the pigmentation and the body paint, right? And, and, and technology and invention to understand tides and things as they should eat. Important part in culture of symbolic thought. You do not have this in Asia and China. So you got Bloomblast Cave. I just read that. You got Still Bay Culture. Inhabited Bloomblast Cave and others and other sites, right, in South Africa. Emerged uh, Orchard shows. Hold on. The clearest evidence of early symbolic thought. There you go. Pinnacle Point, Greenblatt's Cave. Okay. Look, look at that, Kalani. I got East London all the way down. That's funny, right? <laughs> the place name, East London. Funny. East London Rock. Yeah. Port Elizabeth, Cape Town. I see it. So you know who colonized it earlier. Mm. You can take the place name with them, bro. Hmm. I'm going to say this again. People take their place names with them. That's why when Assault Tech was talking about the place name Kemet, couldn't have meant the people because the place name only talks about the place. So we know for sure that the Europeans took place names to places like South Africa and North America. That's how you know who named the place name because the place name London is in Europe. Am I not right or wrong, Kalam? Am I right or wrong? Correct, correct, correct. When you go to North America and find Old York, when you find New Jersey, these places are in Europe. When you find indigenous place names, you only find indigenous place names in North America, not unless people from North America go to different places and take their place names. So if you want to know where people came from, you look at their place names. So the oldest place names are indigenous place names in North America. So we know when you call Kemet couldn't have been the black land, it was the aggregated land. Kemet, we find the word Kemet all in Central Africa, all over Central Africa, because these are indigenous place names. So the place name is indigenous and not talking about the people. But well, let me move on. I just want to throw that in there real quick. Because <laughs> you know, we had my brother Netanab coming in there. He just didn't understand what place name was at all. Still Bay culture. We got a uh, cooling phase. So remember, at about 160,000 years ago, you got these great ice ages. So watch this. These people right here are the only people residing on planet Earth at 160,000 years. No other people on Earth. The great glacial stage at 160,000 years had wiped out all human beings that's in Asia. They, have, they don't find homo sapiens sapiens nowhere, but right here. So these are really the seed people of planet Earth right here. Then you got the Howie's port culture flourishing in South Africa. All right. Expansion of modern human population of Africa and onto other continents. All right, so right here, you go from 125,000 years, 
look, warm interglacial period, right? Then you got the, hold on, the start of the most recent ice age between 125 and 100,000 years. That's why I talk about 160,000 years. These people are coming right here to the bottom and, 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 and are exploiting these marine resources right here. Rich, so these people traveled all the way down from Northern Africa to get down here doing these ice ages. All right, so you got the Still Bay culture, you got Bloomblough Cave, all these cave systems, you got Howells Point, Howells Port culture. This is what we're calling the crucible. Plain and simple, the crucible of culture is right here in South Africa, not North Africa, not Asia, not nowhere else right here in South Africa. And, and so we got the all of Africa theory to support that. We got genetic evidence, right? To support the cultures and, and symbolic thought all started in Africa. We got these caving systems right here where you find a Bloomblough cave, you find these figurines at Pinnacle Point, right? At, at, at Pinnacle Point, you'll find uh, uh, iron okra, you know what I'm saying? You'll find paint shops in these areas where they was painting, uh, uh, you know, your first chemists. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all this you find right down here in South Africa, not in Egypt, not nowhere else, but right here. These, I'm showing you, ladies and gentlemen, are the sea people. This is the crucible of culture right here. No other place on earth can bold that. So what I like to say is, I heard y'all talking yesterday about the intelligence of Homo sapiens sapiens. I like to tell you that 160,000 years ago, at 300,000 years ago, the Homo sapiens sapiens was just as smart back then as they are today. Plain and simple, same intelligence level. Just want to put that out there. All right, but I think I'm done right here, Cologne. I think I did a pretty good job right here. I, I think you did a pretty good job as well. I will second you on that. Mm -hmm. I want to know, family members out there, who would uh, give me a third, a fourth, and a fifth on it being a great show? I see we've got the sister Carbon Empty Unt already saying thumb up the show, people. Thumb up the show indeed. Um, you know, let us know how much you're enjoying the show. Show us some love and all that good stuff. So now this is the part of the show where we are going to take some questions. Mm. I may just Shout open up. Shout out to Sister Carbon, yo. Mm. Just the Carbon series, man. Hmm. So. With the intellect. Sometimes she leaves so. with the intellect. But go ahead. That's right. So family, um, I'm going to give you a few minutes to post up your questions. All right. And those of you guys who uh, do want to come on, I'm sending the link right here for you guys to jump on. All right. And you can just pose one question to the brother whilst we're on air. But when we do go off air and if the brother still has some free time, um, you know, then you can kind of chop it up with him. But it's only one question if you are going to come on live with us. All right. The link has been posted. Um, you know, AR23 says, good show, but I don't agree with most of his stuff. Oh, right. man. You know why, though? Hold on. You know why, though, Cologne? What's that? Because that person is not scientifically literate, and I understand. They can't graduate. I understand. Seriously, oh. I, I get it. Like, you just can't graduate. Hmm. Yeah, oh. you should let them on the show and ask them, well, what's the difference? With Give me your alternative. <laughs> oh, wow. AR23, baby. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give us your alternative to everything I just said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
He gonna, he gonna leave the plane and start flying a little bit there. Oh, the white people racism and all that. Actually, do you know what? Is it possible if you can come on the show? Do you know anything about uh, flat earth theory? Who me? Yeah. Why would I debate the flat earth theory standing on the earth that ain't flat? <laughs> why? Why does that even a debate? Mm. Do you get that though? Do you really get that? That mm. there is, you cannot show me an, another object in the cosmos that's just flat. Mm. Think about that, Kalam. Mm. You feel me with that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, with all that shit, without even getting complicated, as you look to the cosmos, show me one flat thing. Mm. Go to the astro belt, the shit ain't flat. They jagged pieces, you know what I'm saying? So where is the, like, where, what, the moon ain't flat and it ain't round neither. Tell people to study, listen, man, listen, man, study the size and shape of the earth, man. Most people ain't studied that. It's called geodesity. Look that up real quick while we at it, while we move. Geodesity. Okay. I've got geo and what else? G-E-S-T. G-E-S. Geodesity. No, G. Geodensity? Yes. Geodesity. Am, am I saying it right? Um, I think there is something called geodensity. Uh, let me quickly share my screen. Geodesy, G-E-O-D-E-S-Y. That's it. Oh, geodesy. Ah, I don't know, but we've got, we got geodensity. Um G-E-O-D-E-S-Y. Okay, that's why. G G E O. That's it. The branch of mathematics dealing with the shape and area of the earth or large portions of it. All right. right. So mm. if you don't even understand that scientific study of it, then 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 why why? Why why would I do that? Why would I let you confuse and just get everybody all mixed up and making up shit that ain't there? You know what I'm saying? If you can't even read the meta nature, you don't know what the ancients were saying about the earth. Mm. So you see that though, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. You ain't even know about that study right there, did you? Nah, I didn't. I didn't. Right. They don't need it. <laughs> I'm not over no damn flat earth. I'm not. I refuse to argue about a flat earth. You know what I'm saying? On the earth that ain't flat. I'm just not gonna do it. People don't even realize the size and the magnitude on how big the earth is, bro. Mm. That, that that's the first thing that people don't even realize how big the earth is. You know what I mean? As opposed to oh, and, and the actual size of human beings. Um. Can Ung explain some some claims about pyramids in the uh, Cretace Cretaceous periods? Yeah, give me yeah, give me a David Cretacean period. Um, Look that up. Let's do that. Let's do it this way. Cretaceous period, approximately. Yeah, 14.5 million years ago. There you go. So the lecture we talked about when humans came. Sorry, 100, 145 million years ago. Right. So so how in the hell can you build pyramids from 100, from 100 million, 79 million, 65 million, when the oldest find we got of Homo sapiens sapiens is, um, what, 300,000 years ago in Morocco? So, so no, there's nobody here to build the motherfucking pyramids. 
That's mm -hmm. it. That's how I explain that. Get past that. Show me a 65 million year old homo sapien sapien fine. Then we can talk about that. There you go. Next. <laughs> Next. Pseudo out of there. That's why we study biological human evolution. Mm. Because guess what, y'all? The community will die if important if, if, if the doctors in our community, you know what I'm saying, don't understand biological human human evolution. Our community will die because our community is surrounded by pathogens and viruses and bacteria. And all these pathogens and viruses and bacteria, you know what I'm saying, they evolve and transform in different environments. So, so if you was a quote unquote uh, 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 dealing with herbs, the herb you use today might not work a year later. Because the thing that you was treating, the viruses you was treating, the, the virus that was being treated by that particular herb, that virus has now transformed, right? And that virus, and it has developed a, a protection against that particular herb. Hmm. That's why they try to get you to take all your, 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 your um, shit, what's it called, man? Your, the shit, the penicillin and all that, the mm -hmm. antibiotics, don't waste mm -hmm. all that shit. And don't overtake antibiotics because these diseases develop resistance to it. Anyway, go ahead. All right. So we've got another question coming through in a hot minute. Give me a second. So another question is, uh, the people of North Africa are mixed Eurasians, Berbers, and they are originally people to bring anti-Black ideology below the Sahara. What does Unc think of this? North African a mixture raising Berbers. Yep, you do got Berbers that's been in there since about 7,000, about 7,000 years they've been in there. Let me see. And they are original people to bring anti-black, well, 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 we can't talk about anti-black ideology because the black ideology started with the racist right supremacists in the 1800s. That's why we know Kimmy didn't call himself the black people because they didn't have a racial distinction of color skin. They didn't have uh, color racisms. That would be part of color racism. Mm. Nope. Okay. Man, they didn't look at themselves as being no, they, nope, they wasn't doing, nah, they wasn't doing that. Nope, they wasn't doing that. Where I'm wrong at? Unk <laughs> is wrong. Unk is wrong. What is it? Unk is wrong on that. Hold on. Unk is wrong on that. Stop. My parents are doctors and pharmacists. But when I tried to tell my mom what to, on human evolution, she told me you're denying that God. Okay, well, that's why we're, hey, where they work at? We want to stay away from them. <laughs> <laughs> they just work at a job. They ain't, they ain't at the forefront of medicine at all. They are pharmacists. They just mix the drugs together. So they don't know. No, no, no. To work in a pharmacy, you do not have to understand evolution. No, no, no. They're not creating the medicine. I get sometimes, it. Sometimes we have uh, what we call cognitive dissonance. Even though, you know, we, we, we've gone through our doctorate, we know the scientific method, we know critical thinking, but when we step into those churches or mosques, it seems as though our critical mind just switches off. So watch this, though. So that's why we did this. We said, we said right here in the book, it says in the book, See, that's why you need to get you need to get, give your parents this book. It says, "Does human ever?" It says, "Does human evolution explain how humans came to Earth?" No, it only explains how humans have evolved over time on the planet. So that God could have made humans and put them on Earth. You get that, Cologne? Mm. 
There you go. Mm. They give me the ax. All right. <laughs> this nigga get Uncle Spain the curve to the earth. Did somebody ask me that question? <laughs> All right, let me um travel she goes on uh all right, hell no. Um, all right, so we've got a question over here from Marshall Mathers, I believe. Um, how did blind chemistry create mind intelligence, meaning altruism and morality? What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, dog, you're a little bit too small for me for that question. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. How did blind chemistry, man, I don't know. What? I think, I think- I think he's talking about, um, you know, uh, I know. how did how did human consciousness emerge? With the development of the brain, there's no consciousness without the brain. Hmm. You need a person with a brain to talk about human consciousness. You ever thought about that? Hmm. Yeah. Seriously, like that's the idea. That's the study of the brain. By the way, the human brain has not been thoroughly mapped out yet. They're working on that, just like the human genome wasn't mapped out. Hmm. So this idea of consciousness is developed through the mind and the brain, through the brain, because that you know the mind is just a it's just an idea. There, where is your mind at? The ultimate mind. Where is your mind at? Right, it's the brain and the functioning parts of the brain that would even allow you to even understand what the ego is. With Sigmund Freud talked about that. You know what I'm saying and your mind and all that shit. That's 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 based off of uh, uh, development of the frontal lobe, mm-hmm. your thinking, your ability to think. All right. Next, what's the next question? Uh, how, uh, again, from Marshall Mathers, how do living fossils remain unchanged over suppose hundreds of millions of years? Because they're fossilized. You got igneous rocks and sediment rocks. The only place you find, you know, the fossils, you, you find them in the sediments. They're fossilized. Okay, and the rocks. You take a day to the damn rocks. That's how they stay there. They gotta be fossilized though. It's shit because this material breaks down. That's why it's hard to find fossils, hard to find teeth, because they are biodegradable. But the rock. Yeah, carry on. Unk. Uh huh. Oh, oh, you. Okay. Yeah, I thought you was on the floor. No? Okay. All right. Does anybody on the panel here um, have any questions? Anybody on the panel have any questions? Please unmute your mic. Yes, oh, All right, go ahead. Brothers, uh, thank you, Aunt, for speaking to me, bro. Um, good, I'm calling from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, um, end. You know what I mean? And so I had posted in another conversation the other day, I had posted a video of a professor of uh, DNA, a genealogist, um, talking about how they had found that the Neanderthal genes, when they genomed them or whatever they do with them, that it's specifically the only connected to the Neanderthals and and can find genes that relate to them are white people and Asian white people. So when you when you those had already um, mixed with before they left Africa, I'm trying to figure out how we uh, how oh, yeah. Africans in Africa with 
Neanderthal genes, and only outside of Africa we can find. Uh, no, I agree with you on that, bro. I never said that Africa's inside of Africa had Neanderthal genes. Did you hear me say that? Oh, that's what I thought I heard you say. I probably no. mis misunderstood you. Sorry. No, here's here, here's the running joke, right? And you, we never gonna use just okay. one uh, geneticist paper anyway. But here's a running joke that we're all mad at Neanderthal, which is nothing but archaic human, right? Form, but we're not mad at the the, the, the archaic human that produced the genome, uh, the the A double zero. We're not mad at them. You know what I'm saying? So what's the damn difference between Neanderthal and, and, and you go to Cameroon and a lot of people carry a market A double zero of archaic extinct species that they don't even know what the hell it is? What's the difference between the two? That's well, the joke. That's one, that's one gene that you mentioned, and Neanderthals carry Africans don't, don't carry, and, and you can't find them in Africa. That's fine, though. I know. Listen, listen, listen. What is the difference between the archaic human Homo Neanderthal and the archaic human that they don't even know about, but they know it there because of his genes? Or how about Homo Neanderthal? No, how about Homo erectus? You know what I'm saying? What's the difference between those genes? genes? What's the problem? They have distinct, brother. They have different genes. Distinct. What do you mean? What? No. First of all, okay. Pe most people have a disdain for Neanderthal. Am I correct? Right. Well, that's not. All right. Hold on. Before you go there. Before you go there. Do we not? Can we admit that Africans are the only people on the planet that are still to this day creating? Other people outside of Africa don't. To this day, aren't there of new creators of new genes? Oh, you know so what? We Wait, have I don't know about that. Africa. You mean you mean new, not new? You only got twenty-three chromosomes and twenty chromosomes. Forty-six. What do you mean new genes? You mean mutation? Right. That no, right. no, we're not the only people. Wait, creating new genes. No, 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 no. The Africans have, are the only people on the planet continually make new. I I, I, I I guess maybe you wouldn't call them genes, but DNA. So, um, like like how we have blonde hair, some mutations, and or, or um longer fingernails or longer these are mutations. Black Africans are the only people continue new types and 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 new genes that's only outside of africa they don't they you can't do that because they all share that one relative that we know as all right hold on there are no new genes how about that there aren't any new genes because old genes can do new tricks it's called the it's called the uh genetic toolkit this is a reference for everybody genetic toolkit there aren't any new genes so what you're really saying is mutations. When we okay, talk, I, hold on. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. When we speak in terms of genes and alleles, you know, gene alleles are variations of a gene, right? These variations will occur everywhere. Now we can know what you know where the variation will start out at. You know what I'm saying? But you got different variations of certain genes, like skin color. I think the brother talked about that yesterday. I don't want to go into that. I know he gave a damn good explanation of that shit. So, so there is no the mutations occur based off of this. Here you go. We got science, genes, and an environment. It's based well, off. I, the I already agreed. I already agreed with you that it's probably a mutation. Right. Not. 
Right. But, the but so is, you can't say, hold on, you can't say. Making. No, that's why, me, that's why I give me, you the point. Just let me finish the thought, brother. All right, go ahead, finish it. The, the, the point that I'm, I'm trying to make, though, is that the, the, the ability for Africans alone on the planet to create new or, or not, not necessarily mutations because white people are mutations, but there's another word. For instance, when yeah. those Africans uh, were able to, to, to come up with those, um, whatever you call them, to fight HIV. And mm. so HIV didn't, no longer affected them in a certain part of e uh, East Africa. Only Africans were able to do that. The no, 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 no. Uh, okay, go ahead. But you know, the Europeans actually got a mutation to help the fight AIDS first, though. But what I'm trying to tell you is a mutation is just that, okay. you know, it's, it's a mutation. So, you know, Africans are still Africans are still mutating on the continent. We are proof of that because we're not from the original gene pool anyway. African-Americans, you neither. You, you in the UK, you know what I'm saying? We're mutated. We're mutations. No, I, will, so I agree with that. We are. I'm talking about Africans in. Uh-uh. No, no. Africans in the continent of Africa, they have the most diverse the, the statement is they have the most diverse gene pool. Not, ain't no the more. Reason why they have, the, they have hmm? the most diverse gene back to my point. They diverse gene pool because they have genes on the continent been marked. And so those genes, when things that haven't been marked, create a whole other gene that hasn't been marked. So Africans are the only people on the planet don't have Neanderthal genes, and number two, can still create new genes that have never been seen or marked because everyone outside of Africa contains those, uh, um, share those same genes with the first Eve or so-called Eve that passed. But those Africans in Africa have such a diverse that we haven't even we haven't been able to marker all of the genes, and when those genes make more new genes. And so that's, you know, that's where I'm trying to get at. All right, so where you read that at? Where you read that, first of all, there aren't no new genes. Old genes, new chicks. They figured that out. Look up old genes, new tricks. Uh, uh, the hoax gene, uh, like genetic toolkit. You look at the hoax gene, H-O-X gene. Okay? And we took, we say uh, that is old, old, the old genes producing new tricks. So if you're saying there aren't any new genes, I would agree with you because it's the old genes that you find in Africa first and, and, and these genes are taken out to the rest of the world, you know what I'm saying? And based off of genetic mutation, these old genes can do new tricks. So I agree to that. So would you, you what, what I'm saying, mutations, you, you know what I'm saying? These occur basically- I, I think we're getting caught up on the words mutations and genes and maybe- yeah, I, I need you, to yeah, but a mutation- Understand a little more, maybe I need to be able to have environment causes listen listen the genes the chromosomes break down into genes right the genes break down to alleles variations of a gene is an allele you know my brother always talk about the demi level you know what i'm saying you know what i mean and so the environment uh, affects the demi level which, which corresponds to genes. So the environment affects the genes and causes the genes to produce mutations. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so you're saying that other people can't make, that's not true. Because if they got the original human genome, like you just admitted, then of course they can do that. No, because they don't have the original genome. There is, there is no original genome. 
brother. The only people that have this original genome that you're talking about are people that come after Eve and 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 left Eve. Uh, hold on. Those people. Hold on. Those people share a a, a very similar gene because they share that ancestor. But mm -hmm. they have people just like, for instance, when you go to um African ancestry or 23andMe, mm -hmm. we know that some of the best ones are the ones that were able to go around and have the most samples of of of, of genes mm -hmm. or or markers. So Mark. they genetic markers, mutations. Mm -hmm. Okay, mutations. Oh, no, no, let, let me back away from the original genome thing. That was I don't want to say that. Let me let me scratch that from the record. Can I scratch the point that? Is that? The point is that if you don't have samples mm -hmm. to be able people to people in Africa, because you haven't taken samples from enough people, that's just proven that we don't have all the genes on 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 record, and we have to. Keep My point to that is. That the reason no, they know how many genes samples wait. and to sample other people is such a diversity in Africa that I right, stop right there. Okay, go ahead. All right, freeze, freeze, freeze. Hey, Kalam, what Kalam at? The conversation. Hold on, we gotta find him. Yeah. Where you at, Kalam? Yeah. Go to the human genome. Yeah. We we'll tell you how many uh, um genes we got. Go there. Uh, Seconds. We're going to get this. We're going to let this in the butt. And then uh, I'm going to hit uh -oh. you with the. I'm going to hit you. Oh, You're breaking up, huh? And then I'm going to hit you with the. I'm going to hit you with the. Uh, I need the article. I mean, right there. I thought you just showed that. 20,000. Hello? I'm right here. We're here. Okay. So while you doing that, I want you to find out um there are estimated of what? 19 to 20,000 human protein coding genes. Like I said, I got that right. What are you talking about? That's it anyway, and all humans. That's it. Look, there you go. All right, I knew I wasn't getting old. There you go. So they thought it was millions of this. That's the point. That's why it takes us back to the hoax gene in the toolkit. They thought before they mapped it that there were millions of genes, and they found out that nature is very simple. There is only 20 protein coating genes, 20,000. They say, well, how the hell did they get all the different variations? Well, that's why. The main word is variation and code. Hold on, hold on. The main word is variation. Listen, listen. Wait, this is a complicated subject. We can't talk over each other, yo. Well, I, I promise you, I won't take long, and, and you got to make sure take you take your time, brother. Take your time because this is a gentleman's game, right? This is very complex shit we talked about. Most people can't even have this conversation with us, bro. So we're gonna confuse the people if we talk over each other. I'm simply making the case. This is the case I'm making, right? And maybe I'm not okay. understanding your question. I'm saying that there are only nineteen thousand to twenty thousand genes. Period. It's all they found in the mapping of the human genome. And Kalam say two thousand. I say two thousand three. He's probably right. Right, so I introduced in the conversation the hoax gene. Okay, now the hoax gene, yeah, you know I'm saying actually, or genetic toolkit, it actually takes old genes, them you know saying to make different variations across the board. Period. So you don't need a whole lot of genes like they thought. It's different variations. You, you feel me? 
that actually do it. Of the of the old genes doing new tricks. So old genes that already exist can do different things. Okay. All right. I agree yeah. with you, brother. Oh, yeah. hold on, hold on. Real quick. I agree with you on that. So maybe my my context were wrong. Is the the variables, the variations that you're talking about, the code twenty thousand codes. Because you can take a four number code and you can come up with a thousand different codes, same four codes, but you're coming right. up with different different variables, different yes. variations of it. And yes. So yes. Yes. To the in Africa. Mm -hmm. I agree with you on that, though. We have the most ability. Oh, that's, just hear me out so we're not speaking over each other. Yeah, go ahead. Because we're here in Africa, I mean, not here in Africa, excuse me. Because those people in Africa have the most, they have the higher ability to create more variations. Is Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's all. Yeah, and you're right. Coming on here about the Neanderthal, but thank you for answering my question, brother Ankh. I got a lot of yeah. respect for you, man, and keep doing what you're doing. I'm glad you see how we work that out, though. Of course, brother. Listen, yeah. I'm, I love it, man. Yep, how we do it. There you go. All right, all right. All right. Let's get some quick questions. Anybody else who wants to ask a last minute question because we are running out of time, and we don't we want the show to go on too long. Nope, and then you guys who are, um you know, in the chat section, I know you want to ask questions. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we're not going to take any more questions. Um, the only thing that can sway me, as per usual, is the super chats. <laughs> so if you're dropping like a super chat, I have, <laughs> I have no option yeah, but to um, honor <laughs> your pledge. So that's the only way. I apologize. But I have dropped the link for those of you guys who aren't able to be able for the super chats that to come on. Uh, whilst we're on air or off air, and ask your last question, all right? So, hey, don't tell me I haven't given you all the ways. Yeah. Go ahead, Unc. Yeah. My hey, make sure they subscribe be to the Real uh, uh, real Fight. Hey, make sure y'all subscribe to the Real Black Atheist on Fire channel and the Umrah Squad uh, media channel on YouTube. Make sure y'all subscribe. All right, good, Kalan. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, anybody else that wants to get um, you know, their questioning on the panel, uh, yeah. now is your opportunity. Um, you know, forgive me, family, if um, you know, my mic is gonna cut out a little bit or I don't hear what everybody's saying. The internet is just a bit choppy over here. Um, but yeah, we got, you know, don't forget to make your purchases of uh, the chronology of human evolution by Brother Unquest, i.e. the real black atheist, i.e. Um, the god killer himself, i.e. Uncle Keck, i.e. Uh, Mr. Armin Ross Squad, right? Now, of course, the Armin Ross Squad is a collective of, um, you know, great intellectual minds, um, you know, throughout, you know, the U.S., but I'm going to call him Mr. Armin Ross Squad himself. All right, so yeah, over here, Amon Rothbard, sorry, over here, Amazon, Chronology of Human Evolution, Real Black Atheism, Explore on Quest. Make your purchases. Hey, and abdewear.com, man, I got to keep throwing that in there, man. Oh, yeah, the abdewear, man, come on. We quickly get that in. Uh, there's, there's quite a few people um, over here in the UK that's rocking the abdewear indeed. So, mm -hmm. so your, your, your stuff is flying, man, it's flying. So let's just quickly get it up uh, for the merchandise. 
All right, that's the algorithm merchandise right there for your red, black, and green, baby. You know. Yeah, I got all right. Look at that. Okay, you know, okay. Okay. All kinds of hoods. I got saved by melanin. I got to save by melanin shirts, bro. Mm -hmm. Okay. You see all the shoes? Yeah, buddy. There's a green one in here. All right. All right. The slides, everything. I like the little detail on the slides there, you know. That made it for me still. Uh, yeah. All right, family. So here you go, man. Um, make sure you do grab your Abdu wear, um, you know, and uh, support yeah, the movement. No For all my real black atheists out there, I got the No Religion shirts and sweat hoods. No Religion, baby. RBA, got the RBA shirts. No Religion. Jeez. You see that? Yeah, I see it. All right. So that's good, man. Um, you know, family, I'm actually going to shut down the show. I think it's a nice place to shut down the show. Um, again, if you want to join us, the link has been Do you have some people on the panel want to ask a question? Does anybody on here want to ask a question? Yeah. Before we close down? Afro yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask about the Paraka skull that they found or something like that. I don't know. Some people, I was having a debate with some of my boys about it, and they were telling me about how they've got aliens and all that type of stuff there and I'm just looking into looking at them and I'm just like, yo, listen, this stuff can be easily be debunked. So yeah, I just wanted you I wanted to know, have you heard of it and what what's your opinion on it? A bunch of a bunch of files to take you away from the reality of the world you're living in right now. Um that's why UFOs is called UFOs, unidentified flying objects. And today identifying them damn objects, we don't know what the hell they is. Could be any damn thing. Then what, what, here's the question. Why is it, since we study uh, biological human evolution, why is it that all aliens follow the same body plan as humans? Y'all notice that? Eyes, head, arms, you know what I'm saying? The same body plan. The same body plan the evolution is tinkering with. The same, a uh, fish, uh, look, read the book, you're in a fish. Fish have the same body plan. Shoulders, out of the shoulder, there's one bone comes out the shoulders. How many bones you got from your elbow to your wrist, brother? Mm, to say about four, maybe? Two. You got two. Mm. You got one bone that comes out your shoulder, right or wrong? Yeah. You go to your elbow, right? From your elbow to your wrist, how many bones? Two, right? Yeah. Get to your wrist, many bones. So it's one bone, two bones, then many bones. Well, fish follow the same body plan. If you was to go get a fish from the market, or cut it open and look at the skeletal, and the shape is, is, is just like a human skeleton. Okay. Same thing with a daggone crocodile, same skeleton. So the, you, and, and we say uh, animals with skeletal systems. They, they had the same body planes. Mm. That's how we know that, 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 that a, a human is related to a dog, related to a cat, related to a fish, because they got the same body planes. So we were talking about genes earlier. So these same genes variate in such a form where they develop a species that can survive underwater. So we know whales were dinosaurs that started on land, they was mammals. Because a whale is not a fish, it's a mammal, and end up in the water. I say all that to say that why is the alien sharing the same damn body plan of the inhabitants of planet Earth? Yeah, you got it right there, bro. <laughs> 
So what's then? What's this Paracas skull that they found? Because it was an elongated skull. So I didn't really understand what they're. I don't know. I they don't even know what it is. So the question yeah. is, where is the anthropological study of the skull? Let's have that. Okay. I'll, so I'll you do have deformities. Know. You do have deformities all the time. Yeah. Yeah, we live in an imperfect world. So you might have a deformed skull. Let's look at it. Let's look at the, the anthropological makeup. It might just be a human skull deformed. Yeah. So the suitable take and say, see, that's an alien. But a real a paleontologist actually study bones will give you the reason. So really, you know, we need to all understand what anatomy is so you can't be tricked. And so remember, scientific literacy, right, helps protect you against the charlatans in our community. I, I, family, I know you don't want us to keep on going, all right? But I'm fearing I'm gonna shut down the show yeah, but before down, I man. do shut down the show. Hold on, before yeah. I do shut down the show, I got a special guest that's just joined us. Guess is on yeah. the panel, you know, all the way from the UK that you lot that you lot always used to chop it up with. Guess is guess is on here. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me get the black the black the black yeah. select. He, he don't even know that name, do he? He don't even know that name. Afro Pseudo, what's going on, Uncle Kit? <laughs> what up, bro? Yes, yes. Easy, you know. He was up in the building. <laughs> Uncle Kit, you, up, forgot how many, you, got, you, you forgot how many times I gave you, Osa, and Wajau that work. Yeah, well, I know you're dreaming, yo. Wake up out that dream. I'm like Muhammad Ali, yo. If you think about beating your dream, yo, I'm going to smack the hell out of you. <laughs> Don't worry, bro. I, I really appreciate the fact that you're still putting in this work for the people, bro. Wake them up out of this thing, bro. Wake them up. I'm wake good, What bro. you doing? You still on that? What you on? What you at? Have you graduated yet? <laughs> bro, I'm, you have to remember, i got the supreme wisdom, so I'm waiting, you know, I'm waiting for you to help push them up to where I am. So it's pretty oh, good. And then okay. and then once you get close, once you get closer to me, I'm gonna throw down a rope for you to come up the ladder and we can pull them up together. You get me? The Mandelian, you're know, talking about the Mandelian. You still on that? Mandelian, who's that? Nah, what you talking about that? that what you talking about? Remember, I used to teach the, the supreme wisdom of the Quran. This is Isa, the great black intellectual Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> Islam. <laughs> you practice Islam. <laughs> on the live. Don't say that on the live. These lot gonna be saying that foolishness forever. <laughs> I won't kick you. <laughs> oh my you still doing it. That's all I know. Are you still doing it or you kind of moved away from that? No, no, no. That's that's 100, bro. It's, it's much more deeper. Just remember this, yeah? I'll be you see them little missing bits you got in your evolution theory, right? I'll be yeah. filling in blanks. I can explain it philosophically, scientifically. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you giving them the little introduction. You're all giving right. them the introduction, all and right, I'm going right. to appreciate all right. it. All right. I ain't an expert on the subject, though. I ain't going to sit there. I ain't got my doctor's degree in evolution, yo. I'm a, yo, I'm a novice, yo. I just study hard, man. So you I still are atheist? Huh? You still atheist, right? Yeah, a real black atheist all day. Real black, yep. yeah. I, I missed the show, man. I wanted to hear if you still got the same definition or a similar definition, so I'm gonna have to rewatch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, baseball. I, I went and I gave the documented proof of how atheism started. I hit him well. I hit him. I got him real good. In the, in this show here? Yeah. 
All good. So I'm, I'm going to enjoy watching that later on then. This is good. This is good. All right. I appreciate you. Islam. <laughs> <laughs> you joker. Peace, love. Love, brother. Love. Peace, man. Appreciate y'all, man. That's funny right there. Boy, I tell you, we came a long way around here, and we're still standing tall, standing strong. I'm a raw squad. Yeah. Hey, Rich Kid, Rich Kid, what are you saying? Are you coming in? Yeah, I'm here. I wanted to ask a quick question before he goes off there. What the hell's going on, brother? What's up? What's going on, Uncle? Good? I'm good, man. Hold on, man. You know that theory, I don't know if you explained it tonight because I wasn't listening to all of the show, but you know um, that theory that Dr. What's his name? Dr. Dr. Kaba, where he said that um, white people went into, black people went into Europe and they turned white over time. Could you, could you enlighten me or elucidate on that point? It, it, it should. It ain't that white, black people went into Asia. I think the brother from yesterday did a great job on the skin color. It's uh, so... Uh, a, a good read right here is in Science Magazine, Genes and an Environment. And so it actually talks about that. And so in different environment, old genes will do new tricks. What's the new trick? To generate pale skin. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I can't even say it. Brother Nahisi and, and the other brother from yesterday said better, SL245C, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Which is a variation. You know what I'm saying? You got different variations of a, of a gene that, that produces pale skin. This is based off of not having a lot of, lot of uh, sun, UVA rays. So as you move closer to the equator, you know what I'm saying, you have the harmful ray, because the sun is harmful, it's radiation, it will kill you, right? It will kill you. So the closer you are to the equator, the more melanin production you need, which is on the skin, which is the melocytes. The melocytes on the skin produces melanin. Right. That. This melanin protects the folic acid. Folic is a vitamin that women need, you know what I'm saying? Like they take these vitamins with prenatal care. This folic acid, you know what I'm saying? Actually, uh, if not protected, you know what I'm saying? Because UVA rays protect the folic acid, you'll have high rates of what? Of uh, 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 Euro, Euro 2 disorders. I mean, you know, spina bifida. You know what I'm saying? And so what they found out is, is that the melanin actually protects the folic acid. So when you're on the equator, you need more protection. But the farther away from the equator, you know what I'm saying, the less melanin you need. So you got your melanin, you got thio melanin. Okay? So this in the non-tropical regions where sunlight is not as much, people with dark skin will develop rickets, vitamin D disorders. Not less like the Esuit people, the Eskimo people. People say, well, um, how come these people have not turned pale? Well, because like the brother yesterday introduced to the world, you know what I'm saying? He talked about the Esuit people, Eskimos, and he talked about they died of fish and how they had a high concentration of fish, which has vitamin D, kept their skin, you know, brown in color. Whereas those, those people up in the northern latitudes didn't have a lot of fish. Their diets didn't produce a lot of vitamin D. And so the skin had to peel out. So it, to allow in more sunlight. On the equator, you want less sunlight in because it attacks full acid. On the equator, northern latitudes, you need more sunlight. So the skin has to be paler to give it a vitamin D. So these people that was in the northern regions, right, needed more sunlight so the skin has to lighten out. So watch this. This is how evolution works. You'll have it, evolution occurs in the population, not in one person. So it never was one person switching from black to white. 
It was the overall general population. So these brown-skinned Africans, as they moved away from the, from the equator, the population over time grew lighter. Why did the population over time go lighter? Because people that were browner and darker on the, on the northern, northern latitude gave birth to lesser people. Let me say though, gave birth to not as many babies as those that were lighter. I'm going to say that. Let me slow it down. Browner people in the northern latitude gave birth to brown babies, but some of the babies came out lighter. Those lighter babies had a higher birth rate than the darker babies did. So over time, the population, nature selected, by, by, by natural selected, selected the gene that produced lighter skin. Because these people with lighter skin had more babies over time in the northern latitude. This is what occurred. It does not occur in one person. It occurs in the overall population. Let me give you a good example. Let's use the moth. Because if you really want to study humans, you got to study the other animals or the other insects. So let's look at the spotted moth that is in Europe. When you come to Europe, right, they had a time of the fog, like London fog in London. Y'all from London, right? Hell yeah. All right. So in London, back in the day, you look at the movie, you're like, what the hell is all this smog? Right. It was based off of the pollution of burning a lot of fossil fuels which actually caused the, 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 the smog. Not, not until the Pollution Act, where they stopped burning all the damn trees and fossil fuel, did the fog clear up. But well, watch this. So we talk about the smotted, spotted moth. You got a dark brown spotted moth, and you got a white spotted moth. So before the smog came in, you got these trees, these light, these light colored trees. You got these white spotted moths living on the white trees, and you got these dark spotted moths living on these white trees. Now, being as though these white spotted moths blend into the trees, these dark spotted moths get ate by the predators that eat moths more frequently than they do the white moths because the white moths blend into the trees. So over time, the population is more white moths than dark moths because the dark moths can be spotted by the predators more. When the small moves in, the trees get darker. So now that the trees are darker, these same spotted moths, heavy population of white spotted moths, low population of dark spotted moths, now the dark spotted moths are blending into the trees, and now the predators can only see the white spotted moths because the white spotted moths are showing up on the darker trees that was affected by the environment, that was affected by the, 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 the fog. So over time, these darker moth populations grew higher in number over time, and now you have lesser white moths, right? Because they're standing out like a sore thumb getting eaten. Now, when the, when the, when the Pollution Act was passed, and now the fog clears out, the fog clears out, now the trees go back from being dark, being affected by the pollution, now they whiten up again, and now the heavy population of dark moths are now getting eaten more frequently than the white moths, and now the population of light spider moths grow again over time as opposed to the dark spider moths. This is the same thing that happened in Northern Latitude. Those with paler skin that did not die from rickets, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and different 
diseases that are caused by not having enough vitamin D, that populations grew over time as opposed to the darker populations that gave birth to field babies. Remember, in biological human, human evolution, the only reason a mutation occurs because it gives the living organism an advantage to survive to the age of reproduction, a.e. crying. Those who cried more, you know what I mean? People must have felt more sorry for them, gave them the ability to give birth to more children over time. So that's why humans cry. So remember, whenever a biological mutation occurs, it is based off the fact that it may give you an advantage for surviving. It may not, but it may. So a mutation is neither negative or positive. People say it all the time, well, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, I forget the damn word for it. When you try to think that black skin is dom dominant and recessive. Having six fingers is a dominant trait. Don't nobody want six fingers? Huh. Meaning that particular embryo, uh, that signal that was sent out from the sonic hedgehog gene, you know what I'm saying, was too powerful and, and it caused the embryo, you know what I'm saying, to develop six fingers. Look up sonic hedgehog gene, sends out a signal. Okay? So dominant and recessive, you know what I'm saying? So the spotted dog moth had dominant traits and the recessive. Uh, uh, the light moth had recessive trait, which is pale skin, but recessive and dominant is based off of your environment. So that which a dominant trait may kill you in the area when you need the recessive trait. That which is recessive may kill you in the area if you need a dominant trait. One last example. You got these mice that lived on the volcano ash. This volcano ash is dark. So you got these spot, these, these mice, these rock mice. They call rock mice, right? You got darker rock mice, and rock mice, and you got lighter rock mice. And so these mice are being hunted by these birds, but you can't see the dark mice, you know what I'm saying, that's on the lava flow, which is dark. These browner mice get eaten. But when the sand comes in and blows over the black lava flow, now all of a sudden the population of brown, brown mice grow. Why do the population of the brown mice, of rock mice grow? Because the darker mice are now standing out on the brown sand that is covered over the dark lava flow. Bro, that is your explanation right there. There you have it. I hope you got it. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, thanks for that. You probably got to rewind that shit, though. I ain't going to lie to you. And slow that shit down. <laughs> peace, 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 brother. Unk, what's popping? What's popping? Go, Phil. Jack is up. Yeah, man. I got a question, a quick question for you. Um. Where do you see the um, the evolution of science in the community for the next five to ten years as far as educating ourselves? Well, I think we sit at the forefront forefront of it. Um, now we need to get into hip-hop and, uh, you know, need to do some hip-hop shows and bring certain uh, artists in. And we had these conversations. I see it, I, I mean, based off of the work that all of us do, you include yourself, MBK, my, you know, Masi, Shashu, Marty, Metanesha, I almost forgot about them. You know what I'm saying? I'm Ross Squad, everybody. And based off of the work that we're doing, we're actually we're actually changing the lives of younger people. The younger generation is starting to understand that. And, and you know what I'm saying? And, and it's breaking people out of their pseudoisms. It's breaking out of it's breaking down a lot of beliefs. So I think the community, as long as it's in the hands of people like the Dagger Squad and yourself, uh, I'm Ross Squad, real black atheism. I, I think I think we're in a good, healthy place right now. I, I really do. You know, thank goodness, you know, for you know, for having an Amaral squad, 
know, thank goodness for me being pseudo and recognizing that, you know, Ali, you, you know, uh, True Islam, Wesley Muhammad, I said he beat the shit out of the conscious community. And I was like, no, I can't have this happen on my damn watch. So, you know, it's historical. I put together the Amaral squad, put together, uh, you know, teams, you know, teams, teams win. You know what I'm saying? Individuals lose. So I, I understand that, man. So I think we're moving forward. I mean, sir, like you, you can't, you can't, I mean, you know, you can't defeat us. But come on, man. Like, I don't care if you're an elder, 80, 80, blind, crippled, crazy, you're not going to defeat nature. It don't matter. So really, scientific literacy is starting to expose some of the people who used to really cover it. It's exposing them. And it's not their fault. They just can't graduate. They should just probably stay in their damn lane and leave me the hell alone. Stay in your goddamn lane if you ain't dealing with scientific literacy. If you're dealing with the mythology, that's cool. I respect the lane of mythology, storytelling. That's cool. But get the hell out of my damn lane, because this is what I'm doing. Get in my lane, I got to run you over. And it ain't no disrespect. Is that I can't allow the younger generation to see an elder beat me up on something that I know is right. Like, I can't give them that much respect. Sometimes you can give people too much respect, bro. And I think we gave the elder too much respect. Like, we in, we in, we, we in, we, we in North America, man. And around here, when I was raised, uh, you know what I'm saying, the elders had to prove their damn worth. In, in the hood, in the street. You know, just because you was an OG, I get you an OG, but now you fucking with the young, I, this is my corner too. So I respect you right up until you start messing with my money. I respect you right up until you start messing up the thing. I know you don't want to deal with the crack. You want to deal with the powder. That's cool. Stay over there on that corner. As soon as you try to tell me not to do this, now we got a problem, OG. Now we got the problem. So as soon as they try to tell us that we can't teach scientific literacy, that we can't tell us which we, we proved in the show that the damn foundation of the damn community was based off of those who didn't believe in God, you can't tell me not to do that. And like they say, oh, heads, you can't. Because now you're in our lane. Let us teach. We don't mind you teaching, but you can't open your mouth about us. Now, if we out of order and wrong, then absolutely the elders got every right to say, stand up and say something. But I found it very, very interesting that the first time the elders decided to open their damn mouth, yo, was against the Amaral squad and the family in real black atheism. I found that shit very funny. You had a lot of people like uh, uh, pseudo young Pharaoh, the young pseudo General Sarah Stupacetti. You had all these people. Nobody say none of them. You know what I'm saying? They taking us back to the damn Stone Age. But those who try to uh, say, check out the Diop's work and stand on their shoulders and, and Dr. Ben's work and teach what they was teaching the egg to it, Black man and all his family evolution, they talk shit about us based off of their limited understanding of science and scientific literacy. But so, you know, I think we're in a good place. The fact that we're having this conversation to the UK, you are in a great fucking place. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Family, um, I've got yeah. a few super chats, so you already know that I have to. I'm bound by code to read out some of these super chats right now. Um, you know, Tommy Mason, okay, this is my brother. Um, you know, from ends showing that love and that support. I'm pretty sure he was on the panel, still is on the panel, saying Titans TV, peace. We've also got AR23 dropping that Argentino Dineros, baby. So, yeah, shouts out to him. You know, big 200, you know, not no small change, you know, 200. ARS, um, I'm wrong, man. Throw that this way. I, um, Oh, and then when you have to go up in here, uh, let's see. All right. We've got uh freestyle Fletcher says, Black Atheist. You from Bymore? You from B more? 
from BMO, Baltimore, all day long. Park Heights, Rice Town and Rod, it's called Hilltop. From the Hilltop. Legendary. I I I know AR. I know what you know that that Argentino De Niro's looks 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 mighty powerful. It's kind of like a um, how can I put it? It's kind of like um, you know, Nigerian Nairas. You get me? It looks this mighty powerful. Every time you go to party, dashing those 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 Nairas. It looks powerful, but when they try to change it up, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, it's a different story. What is a dollar in the Zero bill? <laughs> So you know what, family, we're gonna have a great um after show. Okay. Oh sugar, Ali, nah, you know what? Sorry, I apologize, you know. They're flooding in with the um the super chat, so I'm gonna have to quickly read them out. Um, you know, love and support. Shout out to Ali Al Hassoun. Um, he says, peace and love, keep dropping that knowledge. Big up, my man, Isa. Yeah, shout out to Ali Al Hassoun. Yeah, salute to you. Um, we caught you on the COE um, live stream on Sunday when we was down at Speaker's Corner. Salute to you, always support, always showing the love. We appreciate you, my brother. Aight. And I'm sure, um, you know, the brother Isa appreciates you as well. Um, you know, Freestyle Fletcher says, DMV, stand up. Oh, man. Mm. All right, so the family is in the building. Just for that, you know, um, I bring back the conscious, conscience, conscience of my spiritual father, father of all black people, spirituality. I see my consciousness connects to him. All right, um, let me do this right. Just because of all those uh, super chats, I'm gonna I'm give five more minutes, right? So right now it's 9.49. So when it reaches 9.55, um, UK time, uh, we will close down the show. Yeah. So hold on, let me get let me get Shahid in first, Afro man. Yeah, no problem. Man. I was just saying to put the book out. Actually, the book out. The, yeah, no, that book, Conflict of Mind, I think it was. That's what you was looking for last time. That, um, yeah, there you go, boy. There you go. Black yeah. Avenue, bro. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Ah, for the UK. Damn, boy. Put, you see the value, yo? You see that? <laughs> See the value, man, of the brothers and sisters helping each other, man. I don't know any goddamn thing, man. That's why I'm like, yo, let me get some younger people to help me the fuck out, because I will forget at times. See how that brother came through, yo? Found that, yo, conflict of the minds. There you go, man. Man, man. there you go, bro. Damn, boy, I need to stop there that. You go, right there you go. Mm -mm. Let, me, let me shout out Garfield, man. Dagger Squad is doing their the, the thing, you know. Dagger, Dagger, Dagger Squad. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh, I'm doing man. my thing. You know. You know. You know. Show, me and Unc. Me, you're really showing improving, my dude. You're showing improving. Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. You know, me and Unc really need to come to the to the to the corner, though. We still we need to come. Definitely need to call there and, and, and beat up some folks, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, my son. He's sick today, so he making all of it. Yes, yeah, that, that would be yeah. crazy. I yeah, I'm, we need I to set that up though in the, in the summer though. In the summer, we got to set it up in the summer. Yeah, Garfield, stay online if you can. I've just got one or two questions for you, brother. If you don't mind. Peace and love. What's uh, your right. name, so brother? Let me get you brother Shahid. All right. First of all, I want to say peace, love to all the family out there. Peace to my brothers. Peace to my sisters. 
Uncle Anka Kek, I uh, I want to introduce myself because I've never uh, we've never spoken uh, before. Uh, if that's fine, it's all good, bro. So first of all, I want to say you know I I I've watched you for quite a while. I've uh, watched you for like about two three years. Um, I basically this might be like a secret I shouldn't tell, but basically I I got to know you through Brother Kalam's uh, channel, and uh, you know what what you're saying is a lot of interesting things I would say a lot of interesting things I would say, and you do and to be when 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 you say the only thing I would disagree with you, Uncle, is. Uh, the fact that you said that uh, no one can defeat you, I, I take that, not personally, but I, I think I have something that, you know, can uh, get a little bit hard on you still. So. I, no, no, okay. I, I never said nobody can defeat you. I didn't say that. All right. No, I said that... nobody can defeat science. Ah. Uh... Only science can defeat science. That's what I meant. Uh, I miss it, and Uncle Saz. Yeah, you, you can get a person with a doctor's degree to beat me up on that shit. That shit, that shit real hard and complicated. And, and, and then I never get beat. You know why I never get beat up, though? Right. I won't never get beat up because I realize, man, this person knows a little bit more than me, and what he's saying is making sense. Let me look it up, and I'll, I'll say, you know what? Well, I was wrong with that point right there. Uh, me and the brother just had an excellent conversation. And you know, we worked it out. So that's what I mean. When I say that only science defeats science, right? And I, I will never lose. What I want to tell you is what I mean is if you have something that's supported and scientific, right? That, that makes more sense than what I have or is updated information, then I have I have a right to the younger brothers and sisters listening to say, you know what? Well, I was wrong on that point right there. I was just wrong. I'll give you a great example. When I uh, went on brother um, Santa's show, they were talking about the flat. I had... Sanchez talking about the flat earth had the aborigines talking about some crazy people in North America messing up the whole way through. But one of the brothers was like, yeah, well, and I talked about, I said, molecule testing. He said, it's not called molecule testing. It's called molecular test, molecular, te molecular, mm. molecular testing. I'm like, no, it's molecule. I all them down. But the truth was, I was wrong. It was really molecular, molecular, molecular testing. See, I can't even say that shit. But that's the point. So, yes, I can be wrong, right? And I have a right standing in front of the community to say, well, you know, I, I, I used the wrong word. I was wrong. Or that information I use is outdated. I have to say, you know what I'm saying? It, it's part of my commitment to the community. So when I, that's what I mean. But I, I really actually, I said science is undefeated, bro. But I appreciate you. All right. We've only got two more minutes or so here before the show, the show automatically shuts down. All right, because I've logged, the logged off the laptop. So, family, if you've got any die, dying last questions, okay, to ask the brother Ankia, yeah, please speak fast and do it now or forever oh, hold that peace. Yeah, forever, forever hold that peace, man. Get it out. Jeez. All right. It seems that then nobody nobody don't bro, have nothing much. That's cool. That's bro, cool. Bro, bro Ankia. What's um, good? Yes, brother. The brother um Dagger Squad said he would be coming or hope to come to the UK. Is that your vision too? To speak his corner? 
Yeah, yep, that's my vision. Yeah? How, how many would be coming? Who's coming? I don't know. Probably me and Garfield or somebody. Shit, it'd cost too much money to get the whole team over there. That should be an obliviation. Okay, that's good. Put it on the Nat Turner credit card, bro. Put it on the Nat Turner credit card. You good. <laughs> 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 we go over there and change the whole fucking because they yo, Esau, what up, what up, Esau? Long time, bro. Big up my brother. Long time, long time. He beat up Bashir too. Remember when him and Bashir had that little debate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? I took it down. Somebody hid that. You get me? Oh, it's put it. it was, no, what happened is on the channel got shut down, so all them yeah. stuff is gone, bro. Yeah, he said it down. The shut me down. You lot forgot. Uncle Ket put a paid something. Remember, he put a price that you can't watch it unless you pay or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good <laughs> He was wicked at that. He, was, he didn't want no one to see me mashing up my shit. So he put you had to pay it all. <laughs> <laughs> I was wicked. Technology. That shit was funny. I made about 